are listening to The Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you for taking time out of your crazy life to listen to ours. And remember, if you dig what we do, please, please go to Patreon.com slash SwordChomp. Look for all the cool ways that you can support us there. Um, this is going to be a very special intro. Uh, Fish is going to help me out a little bit with this. You know, I had prepared some notes today. Uh, a nice soliloquy, if you will, to start the show, but I just can't think straight. It's, it's like a, a sickness, you know, with all these Death Stranding reviews dropping last night and Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. It's, it's like a, a sickness. Wait, did you say sickness? You mean, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> Shay, Shay's face, Shay. Shay's oh, yeah. face, right? Now. He's, oh, he's gone. Shay left. Well, I love how he takes off his headphones so he doesn't have to hear it. And I take off my glasses so I don't have to see it. <laughs> it was <laughs> fish. That was a good one. <laughs> that was that was a much better down with the sickness monkey noise than I ever would have guessed you had in you. That so was then. actually oh, pretty decent. Cool. Fish, you yeah, must have been you. practicing this week. I was. I was practicing all week, actually. <laughs> you're like, you're like cosmic. Can you judge my my noise that I'm going to be doing on the podcast this week? Yeah, Sam no. Fish only knew about it a couple hours ago. He grinded it. He must have just been, or he's a natural. What can I say? Um, <laughs> but oh, thank you, Fish. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Damn it! I interrupted more noises. Oh, just get everything out. All right. Anyways. Um, <laughs> We asked our audience, uh, the Sword Chomp audience, about some of the biggest names in Twitch moving to Mixer, like Ninja and Shroud. In fact, Dr. Disrespect was quoted recently saying, Mixer wants to be relevant, he said during his latest stream. Their expectation is to mix their little Xbox streams and a space for influencers to grow. They claim 30 million monthly active users, but that's because all of their Xbox users get default Mixer streams. Their engagement is extremely low. Trust me. He also claims to make much more than Ninja and Shroud, which is surprising after the bathroom gate incident of E3. Sure. Um, you know, you can you can film people publicly in the bathroom and they still can't keep you down in today's world. Um but look, this is not to, to bash on Dr. Disrespect, it's just I think it provides a good, a tangible connection for the topic of the show. So we will discuss the competition Twitch faces in the streaming world and how that affects us. Um, here at Sword Chomp, reading responses from listeners like you uh, that you left every Thursday at the Sword Chomp Instagram page question of the week. Um, we'll have a bit more of a roundtable discussion about the outer world, spoiler free, for people like Shay, anyone who doesn't want any spoilers. Uh, speaking of spoilers, we have a brand new patron tier going live by the time you hear this. And this is really exciting because we recorded podcasts like Chomping After Dark which we teased a couple weeks ago. And uh, it's a spoiler podcast that we started that Shay hosts. It's a lot of fun. And I'm going to have some other special podcasts going up there as well. So if you love what we do, look for our new, brand new $10 patron tier for the hardest of hardcore that want more podcasts. Um, Poll topics will be streaming down upon your face this week, um, glowing like a golden shower of sorts. Oh, just realize I'm like, pull topics that you voted on, such as, does a haircut make you hotter 
or uglier in a significant way? Have you ever secretly dated two people at once? Is the positive reception of the Outer Worlds mostly because of the void Fallout 76 has left behind? A radioactive crater, if you will. Uh, me and Josh got invited to the after party, and we have Shay's final thoughts on the first half of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Also, I have a note here. Josh has been tending to his manifold garden. I guess we'll have to see what that's about. Uh, medieval and more! All right. Ooh, I'm exhausted. That was all the work I wanted to put in the show was in the introduction here. Uh, let's get to some intros. Fish <laughs> is here. The, fi the Filipino Johnny Depp, the one and only uh, Fish. Normally, I would use this time to insult you, um, but mm -hmm. I can't do that. It's happening, let's Fish! It. It's happening! It's finally bleeping happening! Uh, why would you bleep yourself? That's... <laughs> strange because because all the memes have you know michael scott bleeping or bleeped okay. out so you're becoming michael scott <gasps> what's happening fish what's happening diablo 4 is coming <gasps> out oh god damn it announced at blizzcon 2019 finally <laughs> after seven seven years mm -hmm. now i Love that we do a show on Friday because we are the only podcast I know that's been able to like react to this immediately. Um, because obviously I'm aware of every podcast in the entire world. Um, but a lot of the major ones I listen to are already done and recorded. So, boom, this news happened a couple hours ago. Um, why is Shay shaking his head? I guess we'll mm -hmm. find out. He's sending us a private thing that I will read out loud. Um, it's not me, not my phone vibrating. Holding in my hand and it's turned off. That must have been fish. Mm. Was that me? <clears throat> Tony fired. Fish, I forgive you. Tony. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Tony. whoa, whoa. Don't you dare pull out the Tony here. Better fess up. Come on, uh, Tony. Fish, don't worry about it, Tony. Oh, worry. That is me. It Sorry, was guys. fish. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You get to be called Tony for the rest of this podcast for that. Oh. One. No. Oh. Hey, Dang it. What kind of Tony's out there that would take offense hey, to Tony? That? Hey Tony, what you we doing? We do have some Tony's out boy? there. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Tony might Diablo. be a bit harsh. Tony, Tony's the sort of name that realizes they're being called with the speaker full volume and walks out of the room with it still playing. That's... Uh, yeah. Not accidentally leaves it on vibrate next to a microphone. That, Tony might be a bit harsh. I mean, granted, he is a Tony. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> His family, his family calls him Tony, but we don't have to get into that. I know can we all call him, the secrets. Can about we call fish. him Tony? Does Tony. your family call you Tony? Tony. Somebody calls you Tony. Do we call him Tony? Is my it your family? sister, your mom? Somebody calls you Tony. Everybody, everybody in my family calls me Tony. That's fucking mm. weird. That's Isn't really it? weird. Isn't it? They don't like the fish thing, huh? They think it's <laughs> they don't get well, on the fish train. They're all fish. Uh, well, actually, Morgan, my nickname. Before fish was actually Tony. Man, we upgraded you big time. Wow. Uh, I don't know about that. I kind of, oh, uh, I secretly uh -oh. love my other name. Wow. And I just don't tell any of my new Whoa. friends. Whoa, he likes Tony. Good God, my <laughs> the mind truth is comes out. <laughs> Why is this blowing your guys' mind? This is awesome. Dude, we've known you for like 10 years. I know. And this is the first any of us have ever <laughs> right. heard this. Right. Actually, just sits there and. Smiles at us every week. Motherfuckers calling me fish. Every that would be, <laughs> that would be the calling me fish. Right, Josh. That's that right. Would be the equivalent of like Morgan suddenly admitting that he can actually find the G spot normally. We, it would blow our minds. 
Mm-hmm. Well, as, what? as opposed to what I do now, which is abnormal, which is you GPS. Never find it. <laughs> <laughs> Google Maps. Where is the G spot? I, I developed a sensor. Yeah, it's like a metal detector. Um, Turn left at the. <laughs> they have like an AR app. You can just kind of hover it over there. All right, 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 right. Oh, hang on. Yeah. There. Mr. President, we need to get our satellites circumventing and looking for. The G-Spot. That's true. Joshua Fowler's here from Michigan talking about his app. Josh, would you believe that? When I sent it to Fish, he said to me, he did not believe me. I sent him the Diablo 4 trailer, and he was like, is that real? He asked me if it was real. Hmm. That's how shocked he was that it would never It has never been happen. quite a while. Man. There was a lot of it, too. If you haven't seen that Diablo 4 trailer, there's a lot of gameplay in that thing. Um, no release mm-hmm. date, though. So... Kind of hard uh, to tell what you're take... looking at there, because it's like, yeah, they took. I assume they took basically all the UI off of there for the for the stuff they showed. So it it looks really pretty, but it almost doesn't look like Diablo, which I guess is kind of yeah, that's what I got too. The suspicion yeah. there. It, it I wonder if it's a lot darker we're just too. Get more... Sorry, fish. Go ahead. What was that? It just looked a lot darker. The actual image, uh, I guess you were looking at. Yeah. Darker. That's their <laughs> Diablo's getting darker. Well, um, it's more like it's going back to two. It was like it was fairly dark to begin with. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, I don't have a preference. I did like some of the cool environments that were brighter, I guess. But uh yeah, so that's exciting. I will say the only characters they showed was like the weird mage lady and the barbarian. I wasn't feeling either of them. So I'm assuming they're gonna have four characters probably like normal. And uh so maybe I think one they of the other three two. of them. Did they show three? I they just show saw... all four. They showed at least three. They showed the mage warrior. I don't, I don't know if they're going to be like final names. They may have like other things in there, but they also had like a druid character who turns into a oh, bear. Yeah, you're right. Well, that one actually seemed kind of cool of the three they showed because he could change into animals. Like the witch doctor was kind of goofy looking, but it was one of the funnest classes in three because you could do some wild shit, like make giant alligator monsters come out of the ground and eat people and stuff so fun mm-hmm. fun stuff um yeah i'm pulling it up right now to see what they are anyways thanks for being here josh preeks how do you feel about the overwatch 2 official announcement there wasn't like video with it or anything was there it was well, just an they announcement. showed gameplay of the new mode and a little little bits of the other stuff there's a story mode get the fuck out of here mm-hmm. that sounds awesome yeah it sounds like they are going to kind of expand the current game and also have two be like the all the all the pve stuff with the new story and have them still be playable one game to the next so they don't split the player base Hmm. they said new brand new visual style with all the characters and existing maps getting fresh designs for the sequel and two new heroes echo a robot um featured last year in sojourn Mm-hmm. Teased, but yeah, huh? Changing the visuals up. What do people feel about that? Probably not a huge change because it be basically afraid. looks the same. They just uh, it, they they've changed the lighting engine. It looks like slightly, um, not not major. They well that and since it's moving the story forward, some of the characters look slightly older. Like they they reworked a few of the characters, um, visual styles, okay. but. Other than that, it still looks very similar. You, you can tell it's the exact same universe, so it's not like 
it, it's not a, a leap kind of like Diablo 3 to Diablo 4 from what they showed there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, uh, Shay Layton here joins us from Japan. Thanks for being here, Josh. The one and only Professor Layton. Um, grinding some fire on the fourth show. Shay, guess what? What? We can provide information to people. Me and Shay finally, after years of discussing this, have traded PSN accounts. Well, I guess Shay gave me his PSN account. I still have to give him mine. Yep. Um, yep. This, is that's, that was the highlight of my year. Here, I'll give you my <laughs> password live on the podcast. Nope. It's uh, beep, beep, five, two, beep, three, seven, lowercase. Why, why are you bleeping your own self? Yeah, Morgan? that's just bizarre. Yeah. Why would you bleep yourself? I feel like Josh would leave my Strange. password in there just to f- fuck with me forever if I actually did it. <laughs> He'd be like, "Ha ha!" Now everyone's got it. He would put um, it at the. He would put it at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Every five <laughs> minutes, he would replay yeah, that. Be the I'd show like, title, you know, kind of after-school special PSA music over the thing while it plays. And now here's a break from your normally scheduled podcast for Morgan's PSN password. <laughs> Oh man, um, Shay, did you? How far have you gotten in medieval since you've had it? I know you've been busy with other stuff, but I was just curious. I haven't played too much into it, um, other than what I played on stream. To be honest with you, I've been trying to get to the major jump in Fire Emblem, which is taking forever to get to, um, because I I still haven't even played Outer Worlds yet. Hmm. You're there. You're at the jump. But yeah, I know what you mean. You want to get to the jump before you shelved it for later so right right because i do want to finish this game by the end of the year but yeah i've been uh grinding away on it and fuck it's it's like it's like borderlands 3 all over again i'm like oh man i love i'm enjoying this game i want to get to a p- <laughs> the point where i want to stop so i can start playing the next game borderlands 3 took forever and fire emblem is taking forever and don't do the side just, quests mm-hmm. <laughs> just don't do the side missions you'll be fine i know but them. that's i that's not how i play games so i know I know. I gotta See, play I, your compulsion honestly. is, your compulsion is killing you. Um, side quest compulsion. I get it. I get it. You know, as long as you're enjoying it, who cares? I'm not here it's, to judge. It's it's just all about the razzmatazz skip doodly do. Perfect sense makes perfect sense. Hmm. Um, no, where did you stop on the stream with medieval? I got I got through the scarecrow fields, so I think we did four or five levels. Of okay, the game. cool. Yeah, so I, yeah, it's it's a really good place to stop. It is, uh, we can talk about that a little bit more later. Well, I guess we can, yeah, yeah let's, let's talk it about it more later. Um, yeah, later. I was just going to say that I, on a comical note, I hope <laughs> it's very confusing. It's different than how Xbox does. If anybody out there is listening and they've ever wanted to do a sharing with a friend, it works, works really well for us because we're a podcast, right? And we could save money. But the way it works for PlayStation is weird. So when I share stuff with people on Xbox, um, I can download it to my system. I log in as their, their name. I download it to my system, the game. Then when I go to play the game, I log in with my screen name. The weird thing in about PlayStation is I have to I log in to Shay Layton. I have to log in to his name to download the game and play it. Um, but it doesn't look like there was no file there. It doesn't look like I'm erasing anything of Shay's. It's very confusing how it looks. It feels like you're fucking with someone's shit. It's really yeah. uncomfortable. When we actually first started the podcast, um, Again, this one, I I was borrowing my my former boss slash coworker slash friends account on mm-hmm. PlayStation actually to play some games, 
And that's exactly what happened. Like I would log into her account and I would play her games and stuff. And it was under her name. So technically she would get credit for everything like uh, trophies and stuff like that. But when, when she would log into her account, I would get kicked out essentially is what would happen. So there might, so if you're, and this is a warning, like uh, not like a, this is a warning, but like just a heads up for you. In the event that um, you're logged into my account and you want you want to be playing a game and I log in, you're going to get booted. So well, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Because I don't, I don't allow. Yeah. It's just weird because account. like my daughter started using my actual profile and we downloaded and she started a medieval game on there, but then I have this other profile that has your name on it on there too, but it's not actually you because you have your own game on your. So it's really weird. I don't know PlayStation. I'm not complaining because it's a free game, but I'm telling you right now, it's fucking weird. Well, Makes they do no play. Sh- they do play share. We're, we didn't even try play share. We just went no, directly to that. the account route. So yeah, yeah. Well, we we have enough trust to do the account route, so could be fun down the road. Speak for yourself. Me. Well, I guess. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm hurt kidding. now. I'm deep. <laughs> uh, well, speak for myself. I'm General Mountain Time. Uh, Morgan, if you're freaky here in Montana. And uh, we got an exciting show today. And yes, to all the millions of people that have emailed me today and DM'd me about Death Stranding, I know the internet is on fire right now because of Death Stranding. I've been talking to Fish all day about his potential Death Stranding custom PS4. Everyone has an opinion on Death Stranding from it's the greatest thing ever to I think it looks like dog shit. We will know in how many days? Let me see. What is today? Today is the first so we will know in about seven days um we will get our greasy little paws on it and the most polarizing game ever created will have hopefully some early impressions although sadly the next week whenever we really dive into it shay will be gone uh but i have scheduled the uh ever loved rich meister to fill shay's hole so you ever need <laughs> mm, looking forward to that he's a, he's a good hole filler what can i say <laughs> he does the job. He does. And uh he does it with a smile. So <laughs> yes. Um Just really get in there. That's a that's a po- <laughs> that's a <laughs> poll teaser for next week. Is Death Stranding the most polarizing game ever created? I do think it's ballsy that Kojima was walking around doing this victory lap before the game was even released. That man has some balls. There's a lot, of, you know, is, don't you guys think that's funny that there's so many people now that won't even release their game till the day, of, they won't let reviews come out till the day of because they're afraid of sales or they're afraid of critics being assholes. And Kojima's like, go ahead, here's eight days ever to, to eight days in advance to talk about the most controversial game ever. Like, that man has some fucking balls. Um, I respect that. All those other companies like, don't talk about our game until it comes out. Oh. Anyways, I got a lot of heated opinions on this, as you can tell. Um... But the topic of the show is about Twitch and the competition for Twitch. And we got a lot of good responses from you. I posted the question of the week on Thursday this week, and I got a lot of good responses to read. Um, So the idea is basically, you know, people are leaving Twitch for Mixer in some cases. Um, But the larger question here is about competition for Twitch, whether it's good or not. And... I, I believe that, of course, you know, any level of competition is good because when there's a monopoly, you know, you can get a less than optimal performance and that's all you know or all you're used to. And um, 
and they will reign supreme, as you'll see. So just like Netflix now has other competitors like Amazon Prime and Hulu and stuff, and I think that that helps. You want that good competition, but uh, Shay, I mean, I'll throw it to you first because as I get some comments pulled up here, you you know did a lot of work to grow our Sword Chomp twi- uh, Twitch and Twitter uh, combined. Um, yeah, and you're. Su- and you're seeing people, you know, some big people making this jump. Um, how do, how do you feel about this situation? Does it make you more interested in Mixer? Do you feel like it's not going to matter? What what do you think? Well, Morgan, let me tell you about it. So, I uh, I logged into a. Okay, I can't do that voice. That that immediately annoyed me more than it annoyed you, the listener. I I, I was yeah you. confused. I was very confused. Okay. <laughs> no, I I. The the ninja thing didn't really like. I was like, okay, whatever, that's cool. I I don't blame him. You know, it's it's this it's equivalent to me of like someone like Kevin Durant going to the Brooklyn Nets, for example. You just need a change of scenery, kind of thing. And so I was like, yeah, cool. Ninja's going to Mixer. That's fine. And then we had Shroud, and I was like, who the fuck is Shroud? But then I looked it up. I was like, all right, he's kind of a big deal. And then I can't, there was a third one that was just announced this last week. And I was like, all right, this is actually starting. This is starting to gain traction on top of that, you know, at TwitchCon with all the changes that they made, because they're obviously clearly trying to jump out ahead at this point. And there have been a lot of issues on Twitch recently that personally I have had and not just me, but other of my friends or other streamers. And maybe some people aren't having this, these issues, but it really got me thinking like, okay, Mixer is actually coming for Twitch and it does affect us in some way because we have, like you said, we have broken a little bit into the streaming world. Initially, it was a way for us to hang out with like our closest fans and our friends. And it's starting to become more than that way. We've actually met people first through streaming who are now checking out our podcast, for example. So. It's kind of a big deal. So it not only affects, um, it, it has like a personal connection to us as well as the community. And I think it's, I think it's really important that people are starting to consider alternatives because Twitch has been there for so long. They have had that monopoly, as you stated. So giving people different options is really, I think it's really important. And it's kind of, without the history lesson that we've all gotten in high school, like, that's why, you know, our government had banned monopolies all those years ago because it creates healthy competition. And so I think it's I think it's a great thing to see in the streaming world. Yeah. Well, I banned Monopoly in my house too, because fuck that game. Yeah. Um terribly hate it. I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you. Whenever whenever I go home and my little brothers are like, Yeah, let's play Monopoly, I'm like, You guys are gonna get mad and they're like, No, we're gonna have fun. Every time, I hate this game. I'm going to my room. <sighs> Every single time. Yeah, I just have trouble and then, finding the. And then you hear trailing to their bedroom. Every time. <laughs> uh, let's just talk about Monopoly for twenty minutes and how much. We I, I'm keen. <laughs> so, what about Boardwalk? Eh. <laughs> hey, go pass go. Um. We need like a sword chomp version of Monopoly where it's like all different. Like you land on a spot and it's like, um, like instead of jail, it's like you slipped on one of Fish's cum socks and now you have to <laughs> pay a price or something, you know? Um, I don't know. Work with me here. Come on. 
Nothing. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> let's see. Troy to go said, I think so. If they can draw talent, they will start to draw viewers. And uh, Cursevele said, I don't really watch the big streamers. I prefer the smaller mid ones where there's more interaction. Having checked out Mixer, but it, if someone I liked went over there, I don't see an issue with it. Josh, how do you feel about what, you know, Dr. Disrespect Dicks, can't talk. Dr. Disrespect said about uh, Mixer not having as much interaction with fans and what Cursevele is saying about, you know, enjoying the smaller streamers because there's more interaction there. Yeah, um, I mean, yes and yes, because I mean, we're talking about if, if we're talking about specifically Dr. Disrespect's comment, yeah, the audience is not there yet. So any of these big streamers going over are going to see like 90% drop off because, you know, almost nobody's going to follow them there except the true hardcore fans of just them specifically, kind of like kind of like the other comment like they're 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 both right but kind of kind of coming at it from different angles um um just because i i think it is i think it is going to be like like you said specific people going over like okay i I still really want to watch them so i'm going to go with them um and if that happens enough you may start looking around the platform and finding other people you like which is kind of the way like twitch is at that point now like you can um you know, watch somebody you like on Twitch and find other streams you're interested in from there. Um, and that's yeah. just, there's, there's just not a big enough population on Mixer yet for that to be thriving yet. So, um, that's, I mean, that's true. The, yeah. the one thing I wanted to note, I don't know if you guys know this and I'm sorry to interrupt. You guys know about the hype zone on Mixer? You guys know what that is? No. Um, that that is that similar to like what rating is in Twitch? Not quite. So hype zone actually in Mixer, and this is a really cool feature that a lot of people who go to Mixer really like, is that basically Mixer actually promotes these like new and up and coming streamers. I don't know how exactly they pick it. I don't know that, but they find these up and coming streamers, and then they put them in the hype zone, so other people can discover them. So it's it it is kind of like a raid, but it's that hmm. the program itself that... is curating um, a way for people to be discovered, which is a huge complaint a lot of people have about Twitch. I mean, that kind of sounds like Twitch. Like if you search any category, it just has a stream playing to begin with. And granted, it's not as many small people, but then again, there aren't as many people on Mixer again. Well, so. I I can't speak eloquently enough because I haven't personally finagled with it, but I know a lot of people like there's a lot of things that come with the quote unquote, the, the pro, the, whatever you call it, that then the hype add on uh, hype zone. There are a lot of cool things that make it, um, a step or two above Twitch's, uh, discoverability essentially. Hmm. It's more cool. of a spotlight. Yeah, that's cool. Well, that's fun. The Xbox is smart about it because when I log on, they're shoving streams in my face right on the menu screen. So I'm just like, I'm usually busy playing games, but like they're there, and I'm just like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. So they, I think they're smart about sort of funneling it into their ecosystem. But um, they they've been doing a really good job with that in the past year or two. Is like they're like everything in their economy or ecosystem, whatever you want to call it. It's all very connected, excuse me, and it's really easy to navigate 
between all the various things that they have their hands on right now. And I think that's really smart of them. That's what they initially were trying to do with Xbox One when it first dropped. They kind of took a few years to figure out what what it is that connects those pathways, so to speak, and kind of makes it more of a web. But they've been doing a really good job with that the past year or two. They are really making everything interconnected. And I think that's really smart on Microsoft's mm-hmm. part. Um, Fish, NPOTS87 said, I have started watching streams on Mixer for a friend's channel. This was after Ninja had jumped over, but I'm pleased to see Shroud jump over as well. I think Mixer will be a big contender if more bigger names can come. Is it good for gamers? Meh. Is it good for streaming? I think yes. Healthy competition between streaming services keep things interesting. Fish, thoughts? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. Like having a different service out there that people can get on, um, something that's, you know, actually on a console. Um, cause right now I don't think Twitch for me, Twitch doesn't work that well on, um, the Xbox. I actually get like audio and video lag and I've tried to, you know, to fix that type of stuff. And, um, it's a shame that there's, n- it sucks that the Twitch app on the actual console doesn't work as well. And Mixer allows, you know, um, for people to actually just use their console and not have, you know, have to have a PC or anything like that or have elaborate uh, setups. Um, so um, being able to stream from your console with Mixer is a big plus, I think. And um, anybody who wants to just, you know, kind of jump into that scene of like streaming can. Uh, kind of dip their toes into that, uh, per se. So, um, yeah, I, I would say it, it's it's a good thing to have, you know. I, I just don't know if, like, having these big names move from Twitch over there will actually get people to use the service where, as oh. opposed to... Yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. The, um... Yeah. The big names I don't think are enough because I kind of feel the big names almost feel more like whenever Epic snatches up a timed exclusive like they keep doing for their storefront mm-hmm. um, where, yeah. yeah, it's a cool thing. And I have put I've bought way more games on Epic than I really would have wanted to because they keep throwing their money around and getting these timed exclusive deals. Yeah, you have um, no choice. <laughs> I, 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 exactly, and I feel like I have no choice, and that's not... Let's put it this way. It is it is good for us because in the last week or so, Steam has upgraded their storefront and their um, app and everything, and their app was already really good. Like, so, like, it's it's causing them to continue making their service better. Mm-hmm. However the epic store is still a mess like the library doesn't work well there's still no shopping cart so if you want to buy two games you have to make two purchases um it's just just and i'm worried about that sort of thing if mm. mixers just throwing money around like come here do all this stuff and it sounds like from what you're saying with a lot of the other features they're not just relying on that but that's that is a worry if they're just going to be like Hey, we'll, we'll offer you a deal to come here and stream on our service. Um, and like, if that's the yeah. only, you know, plan of action that they've got, I don't, I don't think that that is great for viewers. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we see more innovation, like you're saying, with all the other aspects of it as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, the, the way you're wording that absolutely sounds right because I'm one of the big companies that I think I've been thinking about recently a lot and I've been paying a lot of attention to is actually Netflix because mm-hmm. Netflix is billions of dollars in debt right now. And they keep putting themselves further in debt because they're trying to set themselves far enough ahead to uh, assuage basically what's going to happen when Disney Plus drops. Because Disney Plus, when that drops, is going to be half the price um, that Netflix is. And Netflix just raised their prices. uh, It was either earlier this year or at the end of last year. And so what Netflix's model, like what they're doing right now, and I'm going to relate it back to what we're talking about. Just give me mm-hmm. a quick sec. It's going to be tangential. Is that they're dropping billions of dollars into this original content that you can't find anywhere else. And what they're trying to do is make enough interesting original content to keep people subscribed or bring new people in. And they're dumping all this money and they're putting themselves in the hole, hoping that it's going to balance it out. And I'm not saying Mixer is doing that now, per se, but it kind of feels like that kind of move where, for example, Netflix last year, they got a lot of flack because they're going to lose uh, the TV show Friends at some point. So a lot of people threatened to um, unsubscribe to Netflix. And so Netflix felt it necessary to go out and spend, I can't remember how much millions of dollars to keep the TV show friends on Netflix had for to. Yeah. A, another year or two. And that's what this, mo- like these moves with mixer kind of sound like right now. It's like, okay, well, you know, it could be that it could be like, they're just dumping a bunch of money trying to say, Hey, look at us. But at the same time, it could be like, all right, mixers like, all right, we're going to take ourselves seriously. Now let's do a few big moves. Let's get a few representatives to show you guys. We are being serious. You know, it could be one or the other. and. Yeah. The thing is, I've heard people um, from friends that w- were Twitch streamers and they've gone over to Mixer and they're like, I wanted to try it out to see what it was like. I ended up liking it better. And so I, I decided to stay there. And the thing with Mixer is that I think that there's a place for Twitch and there's a place for Mixer. And it depends on what kind of stream you're doing. Like right now, Mixer is more of a platform for like the really popular games where Twitch, you can pretty much do anything. And mm-hmm. I think that's like the big separation there right now amongst the other like features like the hype zone that I was talking about, other various things. But those are the I think that is the key defining difference right there right now is that Mixer is more geared towards the popular games for those yeah. kind of streamers versus Twitch, where you can literally do anything. And if you are good enough at what you do and you're able to network well enough, you can make that a mainstay on Twitch. Yeah. I I always worry about these things. Um, let's say this first. Hipster Staffin, our friend, said, it's a big deal, I feel. Twitch has always been the big time for streaming, but they've gotten out of hand. They haven't been uniform with their discipline. For example, Dr. Disrespect, which I mentioned earlier, streaming from a bathroom. And they basically let them just come back. I feel like Twitch um, is untouchable and needs someone to put it in check, which is fair. It's very fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. They... If you look at, and I'm sorry I'm dominating this conversation, it's just like mm-hmm. this, is, this is the topic that I, I personally wanted to talk about. Um, so obviously, I'm o- overbearing and I'm dominant. <laughs> I'm mm. sorry. But no. That's what um, all your girlfriends say. It's the exact opposite. He's so pushy. Or no, he's, 
Mm. Yeah, you agreed with me. Huh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. I can always push him around. He's such a <laughs> sissy. That's what I was going for. But anyways, um, with hog. Twitch, like, the big thing right now is, like, a lot of people are questioning, like, their morality and their integrity yeah. right now. Uh, there's a lot of issues with Twitch, and they're not getting addressed fast enough. I'm going to give you guys a, an example of something I ran into on Twitter, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a few days ago. So there was a woman, um, I'm not going to name her, she was, you know, streaming, and a, a, another viewer came in and said, I'm going to rape you. Just flat out said that. And so she made a complaint. She, she put a complaint into Twitch. Mm-hmm. It took them a month to wow. get back to her. A month. And well, you know what they said? Geez. You didn't go through the proper channel, so we were not what? able to address it fast enough. Wow. And so she and they like, weren't able to find it, or they just didn't want to address well, it? So it there's wasn't... a specific, like, pathway in order to make a proper complaint for them to address it. And apparently she didn't go through that, apparently, what? according to them. But then she's like, actually, I did. And you guys still didn't respond to me. Even even if you don't, even if even if you post that on a service they don't even own, shouldn't they see that within a couple of days and fix that shit? They should yeah, see you, it within if you no tag like. Them. To me, yeah. that's inexcusable. It should be forty eight hours or less because that is some that is a threat. Uh-huh. That is a threat to physical harm, and that should be addressed immediately. And now this is one example. I don't want anyone's opinion of Twitch to be skewed per se, because this is, you're hearing this as a secondhand story of a secondhand story. So I don't want you guys to, you know, take that as gospel, but from a secondhand smoker. Anyways, uh, but (laughs) that was not the time for a joke, but secondhand (laughs) story is the name of my used bookstore. Hey, which is perfect. See, but that was the right time for a joke. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the seal was already broken. But uh, now, um, there are a lot of like small reports like this. Like people are getting banned yeah. on Twitch for breaking TOS supposedly, and they're like, "What did I do?" Or you know things like that. And yeah. so, well, like, it's I, absolutely the right. The, like the they need, they do need to be vague. knocked down a peg. It's very vague. Like I was playing through Observer the other day, and. There's nothing in the game really that's remotely against TOS, and all of a sudden I come across a poster, and there are tits on it. I'm like, great. Like, that's technically against their TOS. It came out of nowhere. It's like, it, 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 there's so much random stuff like that in games that'll just be like... <sighs> it reminds me of yeah. NBA refs. It's like, they choose when they want yeah. to apply their rules of to apply their edicts to the to the viewers to the yep. streamers and it's really weird second nba metaphor today i do i was watching the nba right before we did the podcast <laughs> i've been in tra- like and we talked about it last night on on our stream and it's mm-hmm. all i've been thinking about lately let's but, just talk about the nba and yeah, twitch all day go. and shake and just ejaculate the next two hours. Do, yeah you you want you want to hear me you want to hear my O voice you're about to um, whatever that uh, is. Hmm. Uh, Corin Space said, "I'm got indifferent to whichever." Wait, got me at the prime. 
<laughs> Won't say it. Can't say it. That's Push an off podcast joke. Uh, see, I hate when you walk into something that's too specific. Corn Space said, I'm indifferent to whichever platform. Face in the pillow. Corn Space said, I'm indifferent to whichever platform streamers use, as long as the content is easily viewable without paying anything. More importantly, whatever platform Sword Chomp is on, I'll be there. Wakanda mm-hmm. forever. I mean, Sword Chomp forever. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. you, Corn Space. That was, that was my um, whole voice right there. <laughs> I, my, my big take on these scenarios is just that it's tough for smaller people. Not enough fixident chatter. I mean... <laughs> Oh God! What you saying? Did you guys? I had this really rare, special voice message of Josh singing Gilligan's Island while making the sound of jerking off, and it is fantastic. It's um, not just you; we all got it. I, <laughs> Why did so I like, even make that? I'm I spe- yeah. I made it for a specific reason, yeah. and I don't remember what it was. I was ta- I was talking about like something like masturbating. Um, to, and doing something at the same time. I can't remember what it was about specifically, but yes, like in the private WhatsApp chat, I was talking about something with like masturbating and doing something else. And then that voice message, one of the best voice messages Josh has ever sent <laughs> came about. Yeah, Which you guys, like, no, I, well, I well, don't play it now. Up. Don't play it now. We'll save it for the end of the year. Save it for the end of the year. End of the year. Well, how about this? I'll put it on our Patreon page. If you sign up to be our patron, uh, Patreon.com slash Swordchomp, you can hear one of the best voice messages from Josh, because um, it's actually up there. I put it up there. Oh, on the private VIP, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, we have a VIP Instagram page that you get access to if you go for our $5 tier. Uh, $10 gets you access to all sorts of new podcasts. Uh, more on that later. I just had to pimp it, you know. No, my, my two fears here are, I guess... If they do a good job hyping up new streamers, then it's not that scary. Maybe we'll try it sometime and see if we can get picked up. But we work so hard to gain the followers we have that for a smaller to mid-tier streamer, trying to transfer all that over is very difficult. And starting over from scratch would be very frustrating. But it seems like right now Mixer just wants to focus on people watching their content and they're not as worried about people using it yet. Now that in in theory that should happen, right? If you're if you're watching Mixer a lot, then maybe you'd want to start streaming there. And like Shay said, he knows people have tried it and they enjoy it. I would like to see what it's like. But right now, it's mostly probably people casually viewing it. Um, I would imagine because if you go over there, right, you lose all your you lose all your followers. You start from from the very beginning. Well, I mean, it all depends on how you look at at it. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a difficult situation. That's the thing that you kind of have to accept, but those followers don't disappear from Twitch, especially if you're just trying out Mixer. Like, if you're just like, hey, I'm going to try Mixer for a week, um, come check us out, I'm not deleting Twitch, just going to give it a try. And, like, the whole point of that is you are essentially trying something new. It's like just seeing if it works better for you, you know? It's like if if you're going to work out and you're like, okay, I've been doing... Uh, cable flies but you know what this week i'm going to try bench press to see if i get more of the burn in my pecs and you find out oh wow i do like bench press a lot more than i like cable flies then yeah you're gonna you're gonna switch over and that's kind of the same thing there you're i sound like a fucking bro this podcast i know <laughs> oh, dude i got the nba bench press oh bitch fucking bitch we're gonna watch your nba fuck yeah Got my cable flies. Oh. Fucking was on Tinder and swiping bitches. Anyways. Sw- uh... <laughs> <laughs> that last bit. 
<laughs> Anyways, that's the last thing I gotta say. Then it is full bro, full bro podcast. <laughs> but um, tell us about all the women you're dating and fire them later, and you can just add on to it. <laughs> Anyways, um, so it's just you're trying something new to see if it works better for you because yeah, like yeah. they there are different features in each program, and so you you definitely want to do that as a person. You want to be willing to try new things. Try more, like, yeah, like anal. I knew you were going somewhere with that. There we go. Well, the if, bro, the bro, the bro, bro like you persona is complete bro. this a episode. A true bro would never. Yeah. Would never. Oh, Mixer really. is the anal of Josh services. Josh, these new bros eat ass like crazy. I'm not talking about eating. I'm talking about receiving. Because oh. oh, oh, really, what, oh. why? Yeah. Yeah. The bros, the bros just haven't, haven't reached nirvana. They're too afraid. Like They're the too. Is um... that the name of their butt plug? Nirvana. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually the medium sized. Oh, uh, honey, can you get Nirvana bone. out of the drawer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Podcast is going off the rails. Plays hard shape box when you push it. Um, you know it's. <laughs> oh, I'm proud gross. of you for that. What, one, honey? <laughs> it smells like Teen Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, fish, jump in there. What do you got? Uh, ah, I got nothing. <laughs> That's actually the exact noise he makes when his ex-wife would insert Nirvana into his <laughs> penis. Oof. Ah, oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, sorry. We move on um, back to Twitch. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, all right, let's see here. Just a couple more uh, good ones that I got that I wanted to read. Toyota said, literally could not care less about the switching. I did like some of, Sh- I did like watching Shroud sometimes, but it's not enough to actually get me to go to the site. So she's like, eh, I mean, it was all right. Maybe if her favorite streamer went over there, but, um, you know, the one thing I worry about, if anybody ever asks you about the competition scene, this is what I always say. So if you want to steal this from me, that's fine. Um, but what I always say is it's a beautiful hell. It's competition is beautiful, right? But look now, if I want to get all the television shows I want, I need Netflix. I need Disney plus I need Hulu. I need Amazon prime. And the problem is as consumers, the competition makes those services better, but now there's more. And if you want them all, you got to pay for them all. So now I had set, you have seven fucking streaming services and it's at some point it's just too much, right? Like. Like the office is is the primary reason I have Netflix besides Frasier with my wife, right? That's gonna leave in two years because uh, CBS or NBC, whatever they are, I don't give a fuck. They're starting their own streaming service, right? So now they're brilliant. They realized like half of Netflix, or it's a massive number of people that just watch The Office forever, like me and Shay and Fish. We're just sickos, right? They yeah. realized that. Josh is like, yes, I agree. You're all sickos. Well, I agree that. I also agree that you're sick that you could have just bought the box set at this point. Well, but no, but dude, who actually puts, gets up and put DVDs and that's a, that's a pain. You could buy it on Amazon and not pay a monthly fee for it. Um, you know, you could, you could buy all the episodes individually, but the speed in which you're doing that is a little more cumbersome, but you're right. I could buy it all digitally and never pay for it again, but I just... I don't know. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Logging into Amazon, remembering my password, it's digging my credit card out of my back pocket. I gotta reach and backwards. I, and let's be honest, 
can't be fucked to reach behind me. I would rather reach forward and grab yeah. a Dr. Pepper 10. That's why. That's why he'll never reach Nirvana. The sponsor of this week's episode. I'm just kidding. It's actually Diet Mountain Dew Code Red. Oh, uh, even what? worse, dude. What? How do you go worse than Dr. How? Pepper 10? What? Josh, you were drinking Di- Coke with Diet cinnamon. Mountain Give me a break. Dew Code Red. <laughs> yes. Actually, yes. you know what, Josh? He the does name of that drink point. is a paragraph and a half. It's true. It's but cinnamon <laughs> Coke, Josh? It's actually. That one, like oddly enough, it's funny. I I uh, I was standing there looking at the mini cans when another person came up and we had a heart to heart about whether or not we should really try it because we were both sitting there. Six six of these mini cans just seems like an awful lot if this turns out to be anywhere near as bad as the cinnamon Pepsi. I'm glad you were both able to have a heart to heart about mm-hmm. your perversion because you sickened me. Yeah. The uh, the Coke is actually good because You're it's not it's not Coke plus cinnamon candy the way the Pepsi one was. It's just like just like a hint of actual cinnamon bark. So it's still mostly Coke. They uh, they um, actually managed to do it well, which is odd well, considering about- all their like peach cokes and raspberry peach cokes Coke and stuff. Fucking sucked. They overpower oh it. You can't taste like any of the Coke anymore. It's just bad. Yeah. They're just, yeah. It, well, it seems strange Josh, that they managed to finally nail it with the one that completely shouldn't. Yeah, completely shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. That's I fair. may not have cinnamon bark, but I do have a rush of cherry flavor with other natural flavors. Which God knows what that means. Um, <laughs> Epidemic said, I'm happy for him to advantage of his success, Ninja, and to make it grow into something that benefits his life. I really enjoy that this media format is evolving and growing in a way that truly lets people um, have a platform. I get the exclusive aspect, but I think I'll check out Mixer more now. And, you know, Mixer will be hot on the end of that, you know, Twitch is just a little too popular kind of a thing. You know, when you want something that's trying to make its way as being like, well, we're not as popular, but we are, our platform is better. And we have the number one streamer out there. We are Mixer. Um, you know, so more like, more like they're more dedicated to showing that they care about the streamers. Cause I think that's kind of what their credo is right now. They're really trying to show that they actually care more about who is not watching the platform, but who is streaming on it. I think that's their big credo right now. Yes. I wonder why PlayStation didn't jump in on that because they have a much bigger base of of uh, people using their platform. So it's actually strange to me that PlayStation is, hasn't tried to do the same thing yet. PlayStation just doesn't play ball. You know that. You know that. Uh, they always drag their feet. I know. Well, they just think they're better than everyone. And usually they are, but not always. I mean, that's the. I actually saw something the other day that said the PS4 has now outsold the Wii. You know how crazy that is? That is the the Wii was like the thing that grandmothers bought. Like that's fucking crazy. That sounds you know? about right, though, because it still is like one of the best Blu-ray players out there for the money. For some reason, Blu-ray players are still fucking expensive. Why? Like it's. Well, yeah, does no, anybody I don't, even buy I'm, Blu-rays? I'm, I'm, I'm saying why, and I know exactly why. The license for the software is just. Outrageous yeah. is the issue. Well, I mean, like Sony... the codec, the codec for Blu-ray is just locked down, which is a shame. 
Look, I love my Xbox One X, and and it did blow me away this last couple the last couple of years. But PlayStation will always have those exclusives that you can't live without. That's what they. I mean, mm-hmm. Death Stranding will pull Josh off his PC. It's going to make Fish throw down it will. money on a. I'm going to have to buy a I physical mean, copy so I can trade it in again in half a year. He doesn't even talk about version. Medieval, yeah. the the best exclusive game that's come out this year. Mm. Oh Shay, mm. thought we were going to be friends this episode. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about medieval later. I like, no, I like medieval. Um, anyways, I'll change my password if you don't watch your mouth. <laughs> I love how he's he starts starting. the fight and then realizes, uh, oh, wait, wait, no, 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 I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Just... Well, I mean, I know Shay was just being silly. Um, what would be the best PlayStation exclusive of the year so far? There hasn't really been one. That's a topic for another week. Uh, Josh would probably argue Kingdom Hearts 3, but that was on Xbox, actually. I lied. It wasn't, huh. yeah, it wasn't a, You're right. an exclusive. Another topic for another week. Maybe it'll be Death Stranding. Maybe not. Everyone seems to love it or hate it. Um, all right, uh, last one. Oh, there's so many good ones here. Let's see. Tony S. Nope, because it doesn't matter. There are so many streamers nowadays. For every ninja, there are 100 people just dying to get more viewers. It's not the name that draws the viewers. It's the platform, and right now, Twitch is king. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, I will say Twitch is slow on paying people, that's for sure. <laughs> they, they are. They're not slow wrong about people. that one. Mm-hmm. Do whatever they want. Um, and yes, earlier, like Shay was saying, I, I don't want to make light of that situation. Uh, I was trying to wait time that, you know, like what that girl was going through. That's, that's, that's a rough scenario. That's horrible. And, uh, but you know, as companies get larger, more serious things can get lost and that sucked. It should not happen under any circumstances. They just have to do better. And I'm assuming hopefully that they will. Um, otherwise Mixer is going to use that stuff as a really good way to bring people over and hopefully not let that stuff happen. Um, yeah, it's weird, Josh. There are literally no PS4 exclusives. Yeah, I was looking through my list, and literally <clears throat> nothing on it is a PS4 exclusive. Medieval. Okay. Uh, yeah, yes, but I mean, that's it. It's a remake yeah. of another game that also Other just came out. Like, that's it. Like, there's not been They are new... lucky they happen to have the biggest of all. I was telling yeah. Fish this, though. Next year is, is looking good for them because... Uh, wait, is the Final Fantasy VII remake exclusive to PS4? No, it's mm, not. It's yeah, coming out on everything. Get the fuck out of here. Well, I mean, most people grew up with it on... It makes sense at this point. It's been ported to everything at this point. You know what would be fucking hilarious? If they're like, yeah, we're going to release this on the Sega Dreamcast. That's right, we're bringing it back. (laughs) Shay, you're actually wrong. I just Googled it. It's just PlayStation 4. Really? I heard that it was going to be on all platforms. Yeah, well, eat a dick. You're wrong. Um... I will. (laughs) I'll eat all the dicks. Eat them. No, I'm. I'm I just eat kidding. Not if it, I get there first. It legitimately is just going to be <laughs> PS4. So, <laughs> so you could make a case though. It, this is weird about consoles, right? I know people always try to engage us in these console battles and wars. I own everything because I don't try to pick sides. I just want to play the games. Whoa, 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 whoa! People try and get you. You. How many messages have you sent in WhatsApp being like, oh, well, my Xbox One. <laughs> well, if you had an Xbox One. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, every week or two weeks, you are talking about your Xbox One and how one much X. better it is. 
The One X. There it is go. the best. It's there the best. It's the strongest, uh, most. It's it's <laughs> as if he doesn't but, realize he's proving your own point. I know. It's like no, I look, baited him into that, and he said he walked right into the trap. It it is the best, but it doesn't mean I'm like beholden to this brand loyalty thing. Um, if you have a PS4 Pro, I'm sure it's great. And honestly, there's three games that I'll need to play it on a PS4 with. I'll need. Uh, Death Stranding, The Last of Us 2, and Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm not missing those games. And so, Medieval, for fuck's sake. God. <laughs> Dan- Sir Daniel Fortescue is very angry with you right now. I'll, I'll mean, dig it- out a PS1 for you, don't worry. <laughs> Please do. So, it's these these things kind of go year by year. It's just reciprocal. Like, you could make a case that this has been a bad year for PlayStation 4. But, most people who own a PlayStation 4 can probably play a lot of these games... Uh, uh, that are multi. It's not. It's not so, that's a bad year for PS4. It's, it's there's nothing setting it apart. Exclusive. Like, yeah, everything yes, has been out yeah. for everything this year. Like the the only company that really has anything setting it apart this year has been Nintendo so far. Mm-hmm. Although I guess they win with Death Stranding at the end of the day, and because fucking Possibly. they're going to make it seems like that. So far, it seems like it's fairly divisive. But but yeah, 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 yeah. it's still going to be something everyone's going to want to experience. So. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, I still that's think their they, big get for the year. I still think they win at the end of the day because you're going to have millions of people still buying the game, even if they hate it. So They're going to hate buy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck you, Kojima. <laughs> hate buy. I think you guys are forgetting about Pokemon. You guys yeah, don't I, think Pokemon dude, will have... actually push the Switch? It will what the Switch? Push the Switch. Well, it will, of course. I'm sure. Yeah. Between yeah. Pokemon and the new cheaper light versions coming out right before the mm-hmm. holidays there yeah that thing is gonna sell like crazy why do you think we were missing pokemon what do you what do you what are you referencing oh as far oh, as winning uh, for the I, year like i, I, I do as far i as think like nintendo has probably got it for the year as far as like exclusives but that's kind of yeah like they're the only company really with exclusives at the moment so well mm-hmm. we played a lot of different games but i would agree with you because i really liked Fire Emblem and if I really like Pokemon. Uh, but I would say it's probably about even-ish. Xbox, I love my One X, but they have the worst exclusives by far. But they have Game Pass with a lot of stuff like uh, mm-hmm. After Party and stuff in Outer Worlds that I got to play. So they don't have the exclusives, but they have Game Pass, which yeah, is almost game better. Pla- game Pass is the biggest selling point for Xbox right now. So Yeah, it's great. It's really great. Um, thank you, everyone, for your comments. They have been incredible. It's been a really fun discussion, as you can see. Um, and if we start a Mixer account soon, you'll know. Be on the lookout. Um, we are about to talk about the Outer Worlds for a little bit here, which should be fun because I can bring um, Fish and Josh in on the discussion. Uh, but I do want to say, if you if you like what we do, it means the world to us if you want to support us. Patreon.com slash Swordchomp. That is one way. I want to do this a little earlier in the show from now on. Um, if you go to our Patreon page, we have a lot of great tiers. But the two big ones right now are the $5 VIP tier which gets you access to a top-secret Instagram page with videos and rare photos and inside jokes that'll make your Sword Chomp experience. It's like Cliff Notes for Sword Chomp of the Depraved variety. Um, And we have a brand-new $10 tier by the time this goes live. I just recorded a side podcast where I talked about Death Stranding for half an hour. We got together as a group and talked about Death Stranding for uh, Chomping After Dark. I guess we'll be officially episode two. Um, It's going to be... A lot of extra podcasts to help you get through that long work day. And I, I'm going to fill it with as much stuff as we can. 
to so you support us it's a good cause and we're going to give you more content um so don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash sword chomp and if you really get into the sword chomp world you can go to redbubble.com slash per god damn it i fucked up redbubble.com slash people i almost said person people slash sword chomp redbubble.com slash people slash sword chomp nailed it nailed it you did it better than uh, i did last week I fucking oh my goodness last it. week that oh wow it's not i, I don't know what happened show. that was amazing that was amazing you forgot how gmail worked too that was i self <laughs> i self oh wow combusted. <laughs> yeah that was almost as funny as shay sending me his gmail password and i tried it for like seven days trying to get into his PlayStation account. And then he messaged me the next day. Oh, it wasn't my Gmail. Sorry. It was my seven days. The next day. I like that. Time. No, I, uh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It was a metaphor. <laughs> seven... <laughs> seven more days, but no, I can't complain because, um, play medieval. So, uh, redbubble.com slash people slash sword chomp by a hoodie. Buy a phone case. My phone case is pretty epic. You guys oh, yeah. should all have one of these phone cases, honestly. Like, every time I look at this, it makes my day a little bit better. I go, that's my company. I started this fucking company. I, I know. Like, I'm, I'm almost up there for it. I just, I don't like phone cases. But that phone you case is so fucking cool. Well. Yeah. And it's like, wow. I, I put up with a phone case for, for it. Fish, you could get a sword chomp pillow because you like to nap all the time. You're the narcoleptic gamer. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. There That's you go. true. Fish, why isn't that your handle in as gaming? well? The narcoleptic game. No, he's the Filipino Johnny Depp. <laughs> and I'm working hard to make Someone that else happen. Someone else beat him right? to it. I'm... Probably. No. He no. was just asleep. Or, <laughs> I was going to say, they. Uh, you know, Josh, I was going to make a similar joke. I was going to be like, there's probably someone who wanted that, that handle as well, but they fell asleep as they were typing it out. Uh-huh. They, yeah, they didn't beat him to it, but they did now, because he won't change it by the time the show goes live, and someone's going to beat him there. So, fish, go there right now. Mid podcast, become all right. You've got beating you all. Keep you awake through the through the the setup process. (laughs) 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 Oh god! All right, so um, let's talk a little bit of the outer worlds. I know a lot of people are excited to hear us talk about this, for better or worse. I mean, I don't think I've ever said a game was okay and had such a. Uh, interesting response in regards to that uh, on their Instagram page. And uh, I talked about it last week, but I want to get you guys for impressions and then we'll get into it. Now, Fish, you started... Well, he's busy. Let me let Fish change his handle. Um, brain can only do one thing at one time. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was listening. Go on. Is it Filipino Johnny Depp? It's just Filipino Johnny Depp, right? Not the Filipino Johnny Depp. Yeah, it's okay. just Filipino Johnny Depp. doesn't want Depp. that the in there. Uh, Josh, yeah. so you started the Outer Worlds, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and now just for a little background, how do you feel about the Bethesda games and the Fallout games and games of this ilk? Um, I'm not a big fan. Um, they generally seem like way too much of it is filler compared to the actual game and i think that just has to do with the way the just the gameplay loop goes an awful lot of it is picking up stuff that you're immediately going to sell like forks and cups and shit like that yeah, yeah. um so i'm not a i'm not a major fan of it I, I i've enjoyed my time with them but i'm not it's not something i like 
really, really get into. I'm not, I'm not like somebody who put in like hundreds of hours in the Skyrim or something. Um, but I mm-hmm. enjoyed my time with the game. Um, I'm actually part, part of the reason I am enjoying the Outer Worlds is because they have kind of trimmed this game down to the bare necessities um, compared to a lot of the other games. There's, there's not as much just crap everywhere. Like, you don't pick up all the things. Like, you don't see an office table covered in crap and can pick up absolutely everything on it. Um, yeah. There's still a lot of junk to pick up, but it seems like it's streamlined quite a bit compared to some of the others. Um, I, yeah. You still get like a, I went to a vendor and I still had a massive pile of junk. Like you still loot a lot of junk that they organize for you and you can just sell mm-hmm. unless there's another purpose for it, which is kind of annoying, but you're right. It's, it's improved for sure. Yeah. It seems like you just, you get to the game an awful lot more in this one. Um, yeah. Unless you really enjoyed wandering around collecting cups and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there well, are probably people out there I mean, that, that, that and I also they give you more options for stuff for options to do something with the stuff you collect. Like you can yeah. you can break down weapons and armor in the yeah. field if you if you level up the skills to do that, which isn't like max level. It's it's like it doesn't take an awful lot of points into it to be able to break down weapons and armor in the field. So you're not just like wasting stuff. You're still getting um, something out of it, even if you like end up with too much junk, so you don't have to feel like you're constantly running back to town. Um, did you just for a progress report, Josh? Where are you hour wise? I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm just oh, curious. Uh, like, okay. I have no idea hour wise. I'd have to look at it. I'm probably about ten hours in. Okay. 10, are you so you're on Monarch? I am. I could be on Monarch, but I'm doing like all the side quests instead is where I'm at. Like I've got the I've got the uh the landing credentials so I can get to Monarch, but I have decided to stop and do everything else I can possibly do before that because Vidya games. Uh compulsions. You mm-hmm. guys you guys have that real bad compulsion bug, I noticed. You and Shane I'm enjoying in the story in this one. Like the uh, Yeah, like it, it, the 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 way they are doling out the side quests has been really well done in this one um and so yeah like i get i I do get distracted by this an awful lot Um, the implementation it's very easy to not realize you're on a side quest kind of a thing mm -hmm. um or at least like like because yeah because the main quest can splinter into side quests very seamlessly so i i agree with you so far yeah on your analysis what do you what do you specking in what are you what is your thing um mostly like uh like the kind of the science and med stuff like for being able to upgrade gear and kind of take stuff apart and just to upgrade stuff i'm doing a lot of that and then a lot of guns is what i've been doing so i've been like kind of sniping um well it is a shooter so yeah okay mm -hmm. gotcha using a lot of the time freezing thing uh not a lot um every now and then um it's it actually it is nice for sniping because you can get bonus damage for slowing down time and also it makes the shots easier um yeah i actually i really like this implementation so much better than vats where it's just 
<gasps> a statistical chance, like, okay, you've got X percent chance to hit this shot. It's just time slows down. It's more like the um, yeah. the dead eye from Red Dead. Uh, it's that essential, just like slowing down time, but mm, less Dead, less yeah. than Red Dead. It's like it's a weird sort of in between thing. It is weird. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's a weird thing. Like yeah. it feels like it's just giving you a slight edge um, as far as hitting the shots because it's still very skill based as far as whether you're hitting something. Um, but the upside to that is that it gives you the VATS system thing of area damage whenever you slow down time like you normally don't do area damage you'll you'll do like weak point damage but you won't do like special effects so like if you hit something in the yes. leg just normally it doesn't do any special effects there but like if you've slowed down time and then shoot someone in the leg you'll slow them down um or yeah. or different things depending on like the enemy because like most of the humanoids are fairly straightforward like if you hit them in, in the head you'll blind them if you hit them in the arm you'll maim them legs you'll um stagger them or whatever like that it's all fairly straightforward but there are enough monsters and you know alien creatures in the game that you don't always exactly know what the special effect is going to be until you've tried it out yeah um, or you look for their weak spots or yeah whatever. but yeah. but it this i i really actually like the slowdown effect in this game because it doesn't feel like it's just an instant i win button so much as it's just like okay i've got eight enemies coming on me what how how do i want to try to swing this in my favor um so you felt like the vault system or the vat system was an instant i win no well not as much because it's it, you've got the percent hit chance associated with it um okay. which oddly enough a lot of times felt like an i do nothing button because if you're too far away, you'd get there and be like, okay, I've got a 20% chance to even hit this thing you if just I wait freeze time. until they get closer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it, like, it, was, well, it was just like, yes. try to hit them as much as you could with normal shots until they're within a certain range and then just blow them up. Because like, once they get to a certain range, you just instantly destroy them with vats. Um, well, and we, the, the nerd in me doesn't mind percentages and stuff, but I get you like, uh, we were talking about this after the last podcast, you're not a big fan of like critical hits and stuff like that in, like, uh, yeah. turn-based RPGs. And th that's kind of the same way, because yeah, it's I'm actually, I'm not. It's, I still don't understand the critical hit chance thing in this game. Like, I don't understand why it's there. Like, they, they have critical damage and weak point damage. They're two different things. They're like, you, I guess you they just can have a random become, chance yeah, to randomly do more both. damage, but then yes. you also do, you know, weak point damage. Um well, that's and, that's kind of the, the yeah yeah you can stack a lot of stuff on this game mm -hmm. to really yeah it's still very much an RPG favor. it's still it's it's more an RPG than a shooter but I feel like the shooter Definitely. aspect of it is done better in this game than I've seen it done before so in the Fallout games is that what you're talking about yes y yes yes as okay. far as as far as uh yeah just kind of okay. well integrating I an RPG into a shooter. And I feel like they've I, done a I, really good job of making it feel like a solid shooter still. The fish. Um, what's your progress report? Where are you at, big man? Um, I've only played about maybe two hours. I got to that first town that you get to, um, Edgewater, and okay. you uh, deal with the corporation. You meet up with the head guy of the place over there who's running, you know, this, uh, I guess, a tuna. The guy looks like or, a little gangster, kind of? Yeah, he looks like a 1950s kind of mobster type of person. Mm -hmm. He's complete with a hat and 
even a cigarette, I think. I'm pretty sure there was a cigarette Complete burning. with a hat. Complete with a hat. <laughs> no, th- Not a specification of the kind of hat. I don't think he does have a stogie. I don't think he does, but he does have a big a bowler girl. hat. I don't, I don't think yeah. he is smoking anything. That's, it's that's just it is, He gives yeah. the impression that if you weren't there wasting his time, he would be smoking yeah. a stogie. He'd be smoking a stogie. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I talked to him and got my first companion. Um, and so, so that's where I'm at. Is that her name? Pavarotti? Yeah. No, oh, not sorry. We gotta keep Pavarotti. Yeah. It's Parvati. Pavarotti. Yeah. <laughs> Par, the Parmesan pasta. Parva- yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Parmigiani? Um, I'm trying to, and these are not, like, don't worry, Shay, there's not going to be any spoilers. It's just names and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he just gave me the wave, the don't worry about it wave. Uh, is it, is it, okay, yeah, that, so. That's the, don't worry about it, I'm not paying attention, I'm playing Fire Emblem wave. Yeah, pretty much. And there's a thumbs up. <laughs> <right. laughs> that's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> he might get to the crazy part before we even talk about it. Uh, Fish, um, it was kind of trippy how... Much it took mm-hmm. you back to one of those like uh, those old school Fallout games, huh? It was just like, uh, yeah, yeah. There's even like certain things that small things that I was just like, man, this is this is the Fallout that I remember. Like one of the enemies, uh, I guess I got a critical hit on their leg, and their knees like just exploded, and their leg went flying mm-hmm. like fifty feet the other direction of their body, and you could actually follow that limb. And you can loot their body from that limb. Uh, yeah, I love that you can loot their whole body from any portion of it that flies off. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes, this this is mm-hmm. this is a Bethesda gold here. You know, this is the Fallout stuff that I've enjoyed in years past, and like that was just a mark of quality I saw <laughs> in Obsidian for not changing that and just keeping that part there. Um, it's a small thing, but like it just made me smile on the inside as a gamer who's you know playing these games over the a decade long nothing like blowing off limbs to make fish smile mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's right yeah um, well it's just it's comical to see you it's know. goofy yeah it yeah. is like there's I, I again kind of going back into the rpg thing but also the just a lot of the rpg plus sim aspects of it are so much fun like one of the time like uh, actually near that first area there like the uh like one of the first little outskirt towns you come to after edgewater um like it was early in the game so I was just kind of trying to figure out how you could interact with the world and so i aggroed a bunch of uh monsters outside of town and just streaked my way through the town having them follow me through there and all the monsters them, and yeah. all the bandits got into a fight and i just picked off the stragglers after they were done because oh, nice. the simulation was there to have them fight each other whenever they were oh, that's awesome. in proximity. I'm just like, this is the that's sort of goofy. thing I haven't done in a game in a while. It's like, it's just dumb fun, yeah. but it's it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Manipula- up, manipulating the AI a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. it makes you... It, doesn't necessarily take you out of the game it's just like that gamer thing that's just like yeah this is this is the fun shit here i like watching the npcs fight each other mm-hmm. and me just jumping 
Um, yeah, it, it, it does have a lot of that stuff, but it also, like uh, you guys were saying, like um, the shooting in this game feels a lot better than I would say Fallout. Um, and it, the time dilation also makes a little bit more sense as far as like the story goes and um, gameplay goes, uh, even though it, it, it does seem more simplified than that or not as um, uh, percentage... Uh, critical about that um mm -hmm. which is nice actually I, I i i always thought that you know i enjoyed the fuck out of that but like just slowing down time and like you dead eye as well using that in red dead is it's just as good as vats i would say and you don't really necessarily need the percentage i think the percentages in vats was just something that um was kind of almost comforting to a player to actually see oh look 95% chance to hit the head like that's a guaranteed critical well, for Well, I think it makes it easier for people who aren't good at shooters that because those games blew up so right. like it, you could just select the body part you want and read a mm -hmm. number yeah. and play the game. Go ahead for right. I let my cat but, out of my room before I murder it. <laughs> but it also felt as well like a kind of like a tactical type of feel to it which um harkens back to the earlier uh you know Fallout yeah, uh, games yeah, of kinda, 1 and 2. Yeah, exactly getting back to the roots. And even as far as mm -hmm. something like that goes, like it's very similar to all of the combat in something like Vagrant Story. Um, right. But, but the difference there being there are ways to manipulate the percentages. Um, like the whole game is built around this risk-reward system. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah. and VATS yeah. is not, not so much. It's just it, that it, it had more to do with just their RPG roots than... Uh, trying to build a combat system from the ground up right um and at the time like it felt great but because we didn't know any yeah. better and like it was a good implication into you know a first person uh going from you know that top-down isometric mm -hmm. um style of the yeah. old games and then going yeah. straight into first person like something had to translate there where you know it, the core game that was probably something that they were throwing up in the air as far as trying to balance it into you know a new 3d world um, yeah it wasn't game. it wasn't bad um and a lot of it was there i think because it needed to be there for the original audience like the fallout one and two fans because that's how the game just worked um it was an rpg right. um and so the game had to be played or played not played but play a bull as an rpg like the game basically had to work as a whether whether style you knew RPG how to shoot or not. Um, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good though. I exactly, like that. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not saying because... that it was bad. It was great for what it was and for what it was trying to do. Um, but mm -hmm. as far as a shooter goes, I don't think it was amazing. So no. Well, that's the yeah. the irony here is I think that the the shooting in this game feels better than just the shooting in Fallout, which I thought felt horrible. But yes. I I. I do like the vats. I did like the aesthetics of the vat system more because I just it appealed to me. But I it's it because it's a middle ground, right? Like I I liked it. It wasn't bad. That's why I was yeah. telling you guys last week. It just sort of split the middle with me because it wasn't as cinematic as Red Dead for me, and it wasn't as like nerdy as the vats. So it was just sort of like this weird like middle ground. And like the middle ground stuff for me is tough because I I liked it. I did. I liked it, but I didn't. I didn't feel like I'd played an hour of new Vegas last night, just to kind of laugh at the comparisons. Mm -hmm. Um, and I gotta tell you that game is really ugly now. So 
be warned if you ever go back. Good God. That, remember how brown that game was? Yeah. Now it's ugly and brown. Yeah. So, <laughs> But I think New <laughs> Vegas brown is... brown was my wasteland. Hmm. New Vegas is still a really cool game, though. Like, in the, in the first 10 minutes, I walked into an abandoned schoolhouse uh, and, fought, and punched these giant mantis creatures to death and i was like yeah Mm -hmm. that felt good with the vat system nonetheless i punched them in slow motion (laughs) (laughs) and then i had to go just gotta go right through their head 94 95 chance hell yes (laughs) yeah it just looks like that too and then like these geckos were attacking me and like they would they were invisible until they weren't and then i could like slow down time and blow their heads off they were like these little geckos i was killing for this lady in the town um, at the very beginning of New Vegas, you know uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, weren't they also invisible? Like, yeah, could yeah. they yeah. go invisible? Or yeah, that's yeah, what okay. I'm saying. Yeah, and then they become visible, and you're like, ah, oh, shit! And you shoot them in slow motion as they're like flying out. Like there was a, there was a, uh, a terror to that game when a monster was like running at you, and you'd use the vats when you just had enough AP, and you'd slow them down as they were like reaching your for your face, like, and you're yeah. like, <gasps> yeah, like, oh my god, please don't miss. Like, I've got a 98% <laughs> yeah. chance, but I know right. there's, you know, still a chance that I just get mauled and die right now. Um, yeah. Probability. Oddly yeah. enough, I so find, like... So you're saying those... there's a chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, oddly enough, those moments are actually kind of strange in this game because they, because they made the shooting so much better. When you start hitting enemies that are way, way higher level than you, and just destroy you it's it's strange um it's not bad because yes. it's the same thing but it's like weird it and i think part of the issue is that they don't show levels in the game so you just have no idea what is going on until you kind of walk i think up there's it. an icon yeah. showing that they're way higher level than you but that's all i don't think there's and like unless i'm completely missing something there's not and not a level displayed well um, from my my limited experience josh like i wandered before i went to edgewater like i kind of just wandered the outskirts of it a little bit mm-hmm. and i came across a ba- bandit cap and they were just like you know the other marauders and you, they murdered across. you didn't they and they mauled the fuck out of yeah. me like yeah with their like, dogs and shit yeah yeah they had do- yeah it was that yeah you, yep. that's the exact encampment that i came across and like i immediately died and i was like okay well uh apparently these things are a lot higher level than me or even just though they out look the same reading. yeah it's like they look you know, the same. something yeah. that i just took me like, back I, like I, I get aesthetically why they decided not to but like it's a video game just show us the levels like i really feel like that's something that would yeah, solve an the, awful lot at the very least like uh at least like a color uh, degradation of ours, like yeah, something like destiny, yellow, like it, it's red, like obviously like this thing that. is yeah. way yeah. harder than yeah. you, or it's it's unless gray. you're missing it, in it's, which case, yeah, you're not getting any experience from write. killing this thing. Um, yeah, and that may be there, and it's just missing it. But I've not like like I said, like I'm, I'm yeah, I don't remember. It, it's not apparent head, if it is there. exactly like I think there's an icon if they're way higher level, but that's I think that's all. I think it's the only indication you get. So the weird thing about it is I can tell you specifically that playing the game uh, with melee weapons for me was not particularly enjoyable, Um, mostly because and that was just sort of bad luck because I once I found that cool saw hammer, which I did really like. It was like a hammer with a saw electric saw on the end of it. And it it turns out those are pretty common. You can like buy them and you'll see them everywhere. It's not the phone sound. It's not. It's a saw sound. 
Wait, hold on. Oh my <laughs> god. There's, there's a key difference in there. Listen very closely. Very closely, listeners. yeah. It doesn't matter. Huh. Um the <laughs> That, that sounded that sounded like a PS4 we all, we controller all just rumbling found out on a Morgan doesn't table. know what a saw sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a two-year-old on a toilet. I ended up just as I told you guys last week, joking around. I just put all my points in the the hammer, and I ended up doing the one side quest I did at the beginning of the game was just this like kill these bandits thing, take their fingers into the cop kind of a thing and then uh I, they gave me this weapon that just <laughs> overpowered i mean it wasn't really as cool as it sounded i just killed some people and i looted a, hand, a finger off them uh, and then she was like here's a badge you're you're a person and she gave me i'm pretty sure she gave me this electrified like police baton mm-hmm. uh and at that point the game was just i just mauled everything with it like and the weird thing about the combat with the melee weapons was just it was just almost reminded me of like the skyrim days where you just whack things awkwardly like i would slow down time and just go whick, whick. They they actually have a fairly decent block system in the game where you can just reduce damage by just holding down block. I mean, like it's fairly f- similar to like Sekiro, but obviously not tuned as tightly because like n- n- the enemies aren't designed specifically for you to have to counter them because you can well, just shoot say, them. I never had to use it. But yeah, but, I mean, it was just, yeah it was the just blocking easy. in the game is actually fairly good. Like if you perfect block... It like it doesn't take a lot of points, but if you perfect block after you get like the first upgrade into it, you'll stagger the enemies for a little bit, and you can just beat the crap out of them afterwards. Are you playing it on hard? I think I'm playing on normal. Okay. Well, then you're probably fighting it as easy as I am, which a lot of people are saying played on hard. I'm not. I terrible. I've, I've at been video considering games and upping been... the difficulty. I don't. I don't know if you can yeah. post starting the game. I need to look post at it. Post starting but... it. Uh, I think you can change you can. it after you started, but you can. yeah, I've been considering the I same thing can. because it it's it's fairly fairly easy as far as combat goes. Other than your companions, they seem to die an awful lot just because, like yeah, like all suck. companions. Like, Josh, basic, please yeah, be careful. You fight, might br- you might break the game if you change the difficulty. Oh god, maybe. <laughs> but but no, like this this <laughs> this game is essentially the same as all the other Fallout games. Every combat encounter yeah. ends, you know, starts with all your companions just immediately dying, and then you you finish the fight, and then they they res themselves. Um, yeah, that's that's basically every combat encounter. Yeah. Um, Even when I gave them good, mm-hmm. I like I equipped them with good shit. They were still just bad. Yeah. I was like, like I like having them around because for story reasons they're really fun to have the companions around um but they're so just dog shit in combat that i've considered taking the perks that buff you when you don't have companions and just leaving them behind because they don't do anything in combat um well there there is perks to actually like help them as well though. yeah yeah you can buff their you can buff their damage and uh um I don't know if it's their defenses or health or both, but like, yeah, they have there. Are, there are talents you can take to make them better, but they're so mm. bad by default. I'm not sure if I want to put points in it and then find out that it doesn't help as much as I was hoping, and they still die anyway. So, well, but that's the thing with the game is it's so easy that it doesn't matter. Like you can yeah. beat everything without really much thought. Um, and, that, and, which that kind of sucks though like having npcs die that quick because like i'm the one who just wants to make sure that i'm not having to you know babysit 
NPCs in a game, you know, like it, your companions yeah. are well, yeah, you traveling don't... alongside with you. And if they're giving you nice story beats that complement having them with you, like you don't have to be, yeah, you, you don't fish, have to because, like I said, they, they, just, they res themselves. It's not like, <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Oh, it's not like a permanent death, yeah, it's not a permanent death, so, no, which okay. is nice because they die at just the drop of the hat. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. They're like, hey, there's, you a, there's, there's, there's a them, they would two probably story die. monster. Let's just uh, let's walk up to them and <laughs> okay. inspect it's, their tonsils. Uh, it, yeah. No, Shay was was giving me shit because I ended up speeding. Well, what I ended up doing because I wasn't really enjoying the game as much as other people were. I just, you know, in all fairness, as much as I harass fish for not finishing games, I'm like, I can't just only finish games I like. So I should finish this. Um, so I just decided to like just use the systems they put in the game to just sort of not necessarily exploit them, but just what can I? What is the game going to give me that I can do that will get me to the end? So and he, and it was it reminded me of why I kind of stopped getting into these games or like why why I thought these games were cool ten years ago and why they're not as cool now for me. Uh, for example, someone will be giving me this long heartfelt speech about why they left a Marauder camp, right? And then I click persuade. And then they and they're like, I'll never go back. That's all sore. Persuade, clean. Sure, let me pack up my stuff. I'll head right on back. And then you know, like, and then um, there was a lot of quest lines I didn't want to do, you, so I just you, killed. You can't the people. identify with being that persuasive. I, it's it's like, <laughs> it's like the funny kind of like video game persuasive from like the old Knights of Old Republic games and Fallout yeah. that was like. Like yeah, that shit was fun, but it was like those. I feel like yeah. that genre yeah, has so that, the old D and D style persuade where you yeah. can convince the evil overlord to to turn himself in. Yeah, and it's like, and sometimes I'm like sitting there reading the responses, and it's just funny because I'm just if I'm specking and persuade. Anytime I see the word persuade, I'm gonna do it because that's what I'm specking in, you know. So, but there's no, it just wasn't the the end result of the irony of being like a persuading mauler with a hammer was uh, a very boring game because <laughs> i would beat everything down and, and without a lot of comment and nuance and then the 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 uh, interactions i had with characters was just making them do whatever i wanted so um and maybe that's on me a little bit but i guess i've grown out of the when like when i was younger i thought the persuade thing was like the coolest thing in the world that i could just walk up to somebody and get whatever i wanted by telling them what to do i thought that was so fun to be a charmer but like I just don't really find that as interesting anymore because it just feels like I'm gaming it up, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, there are, I still enjoy that some. There was one of the quests early on was to give some guy medicine that he thinks he needs mm -hmm. or to turn it into somebody else who's going to give it to other people who actually need it. And so I took the money from the first guy, got my experience for giving it to him. And then I pickpocketed it from him and turned it into the second person. So I completed both sides of the quest. I, I yeah, gave it to the yeah. first guy, stole it from the first guy, and then gave it to the second guy. Which is, like, that. that is exactly the sort of, just, like, dumb Fallout-y sort of it's thing that yeah, I like really doing. It's just, it's it's fun because it's just, it's so ridiculous. And and because it feels like you're it feels like you're just doing what it's fun because it feels like you're getting your cake and you can eat it too. Mm -hmm. Like I I'm less in love with that feeling now. I think that a lot of people who are enjoying this game, but I get it. I get that feeling because I I had it before. Mm -hmm. I used to be the Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, here we go. What's up, Shay? I thought you said it's it's like you're getting your kink 
and eating it too. And I was very confused <laughs> why you would eat a kink. I was very confused for a second. Well, you could have a you, eating You can kink. eat I mean, like they're... a good... What? Three sixteenths of the kinks? You can... Yeah. That's all. I'm not into cannibalism, Josh. I'm sorry. There, man, I'll tell you guys about some weird eating Four kinks sixteenths. after the podcast. Um, so one fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Micro key. But yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. Like I, the biggest thing I was thinking about when I finished the game because I ended up just blowing through it. Like there was someone who messaged me and they, they uh, a good friend of ours, Reverend Rock and Roll, who felt like I wasn't giving the game a fair shake. And I was like, look, I did not give Gears Five a fair shake. Okay, that is a game that I hated after two hours, and I'm not going to sit here and give you a review on the game because I didn't like it. And and I despise what it's what it's doing after two hours. That's just my personal take. That is a game I will admit I did not give a fair shake. This game, I swear on my life, I absolutely, I think it's a fine game. I gave it more than a fair shake. I even stuck with it because I wanted to be a man of principles to our fans and to people like Fish that I harass all the time. But I just, I'm not as in love. It felt too much like a blast from the past for me. And like, it's just weird to me that Obsidian would finally be able to get out on their own and just literally make something that's so, um, like, literally, it's we're in a month, we'll be in 2020, right? So it's 10 years ago to this day. And here's the biggest thing, and this is not to sound like I'm bagging on the game. I'm gonna, in a month, it'll be 20. Wait, yeah, why are you looking at me like that, Josh? It's the beginning of November. Two. I mean, yes, okay, in two months. There you go. Yes, it'll be... It'll be uh, 2020 and 10 years. Unless to we're this skipping day, either fall- November or December, which, I mean, we could pick one of them to get rid of. But wake me up <laughs> when November ends. Wait, that's how it goes, right? Uh, uh, sure. Uh, uh, look, 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 look. Hold on a second. Hold on a fucking second. <laughs> You're gonna give me shit for singing Green Day. When you guys started the episode with Disturbed. I gave you shit. The two of them have, have absolutely no, no room to do it. Disturbed over Green Day any yeah, day? Yeah, they, have, they have no... Yeah, no. Fuck you. You take Green Day over Disturbed? Fuck yeah. Yes. Any sane person would. Well, mm. then I must be insane because I'm down with the sickness. Give it to me, fish! <laughs> you know, that was worth it. That was worth it. Morgan's shit joke was worth it for Fish's reaction. I'm sorry, Tony's reaction. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Thanks, Tony. Oh. No problem. <laughs> Tony. That's a little awkward, actually. Um, but I think if when I put this into perspective, I know the nostalgia, the Austin Walker called it a warm blanket. And I, I, I think it's fascinating how much that can really carry weight nowadays. But like just objectively looking back at New Vegas in 2010, I was fascinated to see that it, it wasn't even it was like in the wasn't even in the top 30 games I found on game rankings, like the top 10 game rankings the year that New Vegas came out. Mass Effect was number two, which is basically that kind of game, but obviously way better. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2, Red Dead Redemption, StarCraft 2, Rock Band 3. I mean, it was just insane, right? Like, so when I look back at the game that's just sort of a shell of a game 10 years ago that wasn't even one of the best games of that year, uh, at least for me, I'm not going to impose my opinion on everyone else. I guess I'm a little bit like surprised that uh, people are enjoying this game so much. But 
the warm blanket thing that um someone told me that they heard Austin Walker say, I think is a good way of putting it. Like people are finding a lot of like nostalgia comfort in uh oh, I remember these kind of games back. Yeah. Well, that and it does it does the nostalgia thing well because it's actually nothing like those old games. Like I said, like they, they've the the slowdown system makes it better as a shooter. The whole game is stable. You're like you're you're not going to have to reload saves constantly because of some glitch or other. Like it's 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 all the things we remember liking about the old games is 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 really what this has done, which is what's. It, it it managed to make us feel like we're playing those old games without having to put us through those old games again. Um which is which I think is really great. Like I was um oddly enough, I was starting this game up with Shay, and a lot of the builds in this game are really interesting because if you spec out of stuff, you get major penalties for not putting points in something. Um in in ways that you you didn't even get in a lot of the the older games um to the point where like I didn't do it for this first run cuz I just kind of wanted to see as much of the content as possible for my first time through the game since we were you know doing a podcast about that um yeah but they have options where like you can completely spec out of guns and you like the penalties to your shooting are massive and the same thing for like persuasion and and this that and the other like just depending on your starting spec you can your your build can drastically change the way you have to play the game which i think is really cool because a lot of times in the other games it was just about kind of min maxing this overpowered build and i feel like if you really wanted to role play this game they give you the tools to really do that well um it, yeah it, like, i'm just i'm 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 really impressed with just how they've made an old style game just work these days because so much of it was broken at the time and it's just it works the game just works um it lets you see that's yeah that's odd to me because i feel like a game working is not something I want to applaud. I feel like games should work. I feel like if it's been 10 years and you make the same kind of game and it doesn't work, then there's a bigger problem there. So I feel like applauding a company for making a game work well, but when they, it's not even it really doing anything works in ways that it never has odd. before is the thing. This would be like if... Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, but it's, it's, it's like whenever somebody finally fixes a genre. Like every now and then a game comes along and you're like, oh, I didn't realize this was complete shit. But if I ever go back and play an older game, I'm not going to put up with this ever again. And and this game does an awful lot to do that for the whole, essentially, Fallout 3 genre, the, the Oblivion genre. Um, and I Really? So you, yeah. you think this, this does more for like the, the Skyrims and the Oblivions, too? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Huh. I, um... Yeah, I don't. I, I wish I liked the combat more. I I'm, I like the vats. That's subjective, and I I just didn't like. There was only like three or four. Ki- I you know it's one of those things where I think I hate to agree with anything uh, Greg Miller says. God damn it! But um, he did say <laughs> I really don't want to. I love the man, but I don't want to agree with him. But he did say something that I was thinking about a lot during the week, which was 
you know, when Obsidian was coming out this game, they're talking about how it was going to be a more sort of tighter, confined experience than a lot of open world games that are coming out now. Uh, so I'm just surprised that they weren't able to like really max out like the technical portion of the game. Um, and it, it's a bummer to me, but I know most people probably won't care. I guess I was just hoping like I was, fi- I was just hoping to finally play an obsidian game where I was like, as, as into the like technical aspects as like an uncharted or a uh, red dead or something like that, you know, because it's more focused and like, it's the same thing with the weird robotic faces and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And that it's like it's weird I that they that's always going to be the case engine. just because there's so much dialogue like it just it's it's automatically animated in all of them like it's just that's well, always for their budget thing. there's a lot of games now that have way more dialogue but for their budget you know Obsidian considers themselves an indie developer now which is interesting that they I mean um they essentially are at this point like they don't have a publisher over them financing all their stuff the way they did yeah. when Bethesda was covering their bills um, to get them to make Fallout games and whatnot. So, like, it's... Yeah. I mean, indie's probably yeah. taking it a bit far, but... <laughs> I know. It's a $60 game. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't really... That, not... Is it a $60? Not, yeah. Well, I mean, most people yes, are not going to pay $60. You can get it for $10 on Game Pass, but... Um, yeah. You could. Fish, uh, is there anything that you're anything about the game that maybe you're disliking or you're surprised about? Um, no, I do. I do like the fact that it isn't this big open world game. Like that was, that was whenever I first saw you know the trailer for this game and like them say saying you know it's very much like uh, the Fallout type of game. Like that was something that was kind of turning me off and I wasn't excited for this game, but I was surprised to actually get into this game. It's just have, too much. Well, to have the strong narrative and actually get in there and not have to, you know, feel like, Oh, I got to wander over here. Okay. I feel like I'm wandering aimlessly throughout this wasteland of an area or, you yeah. know, it, it, it's nice to actually have, you know, uh, have kind condensed. of dry, a driving uh, narrative and not this big sprawling world that you're just dropped into. And um, I mean, it, it feels like they're yeah. for, for, for me as an adult now, like my time is very precious to me. And like, um, I usually don't, I'm not one to like spend my time with a open world type of RPGs where um, I know that's, exactly that's bullshit. What... You put like 150 hours in the Zelda. What? Breath of the Wild. Oh, yes. Well, that was that. That's something that I haven't really truly experienced. Like going from like Fallout Three to New Vegas to uh, Fallout Four, I felt like I I was I was burnt out on that open world type of genre of RPGs and like. Really? What was uh, the la- I'm sorry. I'm just gonna be an asshole. I can't. Do it. <laughs> I just I just feel like if you like it, it doesn't matter if it's an open world game. I don't want to be an asshole, but I just feel like if you like like you like Zelda and you put like a billion hours into it, you like Monster Hunter and you put a billion that's, hours. That's that's true. Um, yeah. Even well, like but- Red Dead Redemption, like I was going around like uh, exploring that world actually, but I feel like like. <sighs> When did you play? Did you play the Outer Worlds this week, or was this last week, like Saturday? Uh, la- uh, last week. Yeah. Okay. So you put two hours into it since the last mm-hmm. podcast. You're yes. Fired. Fired. Um, <laughs> I'm fired. What was that? I was get I was out of here, Tony. Yourself. Uh, 
He really wants Hold to be on. pulled on by that strong I'm narrative. This, I got this persuasive. Again. I don't even remember what was going on in the story. I didn't like it very much, but uh, there was yeah, a bunch of people. You're fighting the corporation. There's colonists yeah, that you guys. I, get say, it. I, I know what it is. Crazy I, no, guy. I was. I was giving my the Reverend was giving me shit. I was just calling the Reverend because he's listening. He knows he was giving me shit because I finished the game with two um, NPCs, and we oh were laughing God. about all the NPCs that I. I'm sorry, not NPCs. I apologize. Companions. Um, yes. Companions. Yeah, we, we know what yeah, you mean. Companions. I don't. Two I don't. Best friends. I didn't try to avoid them. I. I just don't. One of them I is just them. on your ship. It's just. It's just there. You. You've got to. No, because the from the second I walked in the ship, I just beelined right to the computer. Mm. Why would I walk around the ship? Why would I walk around a ship? I think. <laughs> I think. I, I think you just explained. <laughs> your relationship Why would with I think the there game? would be a companion on the ship? That's a heads up if you're playing the game. There's a companion on the ship. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's a robot. And this, and I guess I missed there's, another. There's guy also that was storage, right. so you can store any like science weapons or or unique weapons that you may just want to level up later on in the game. So I you can I felt bad because crap like, there. The first guy that opened his mouth, I was like, oh god, this is one of these kind of games, and I was so disgusted by it, I skipped the dialogue. It turns out that guy's a companion. I was like, oh, no. Uh, some guy named Alex, I think. Does that sound right? Um, well, he's like at the front gate of Edgewater. Did you get him, Fish? Felix, no, you mean? Uh, no. mm. Felix, yeah, Felix. Well, yeah, he's at the front gate of... Uh, not front gate, but like at the, at the hangar in... Uh, um, what's his name? Fuck, Is what's the name Edgewater? of the Edgewater? No, it's like... I want to say Hammerfall, but I know that's wrong. Um, the whatever. Oh, he's not in front of Edgewater. He's not in front of the first. No, no, no. it's it's the it's the oh. uh, it's the uh, um, the ship. Like there's a there's a a ship that kind of serves as the uh, center, like the trade hub coming in and out of the system. Um, and I can't remember the name of the ship huh. right now. Ah. Uh. Well, maybe okay. I thought I would be a more easy companion, but I guess I didn't. Yeah, I feel but better about. Oddly that. enough, though, I almost missed him because, like, he's getting into a fight as you show up there, and I'm just like, "Who is this asshole?" And it turns out he's a companion you can have later on. But I'm just like, "I don't, I don't want this dingus over there. He's picking a fight with you know." I mean, granted, they were being dicks too, but like, yeah. Anyway. But yeah. yes, I mean the thing about Obsidian is they're very in love. If they're still making this kind of game after ten years, it's like they just sit around and play Fallout all day. They're very in love with this kind of game, and they care a lot about this kind of game. And I respect that. Um, it's well, I mean that's it's because it's because it's the people that actually made the genre to begin with. There's a lot of people there from like. Fallout 1 and 2 who kind of were allowed to make New Vegas after the IP got taken from them. Um, Yeah. And this is kind of like their first time making something in the genre on their own without having to meet spec. Maybe maybe it's a safety thing. Maybe they want to go out and just make something safe instead of really breaking new ground well, but I don't, it's hard for me to yeah get, it's safe but I it's also they're allowed to make it again like i was saying because it's like they've been making stuff for bethesda 
Yeah. But I think that I like... Until now. Mm, that's going to be a controversial opinion, but I think that I... I like their minds, but under the control of, like, a little more moxie. Uh, I mean, granted, I agree with you. I didn't like the over the giant scale and um, the clutter of those new... The bug thing, I feel like, was also annoying, but I, I just feel like that's not something we should expect as an improvement. But I agree with all the complaints you have about those games. I do. Um, so it's nice that those things are gone. I just feel like, of course, those things are gone. You know, it's how could they not be? Um, but it sounds like it sounds I mean, like you're yes, enjoying it. Yes, but then you look at Fallout 76. And apparently Bethesda still have their heads up their asses because none of it's been fixed. Well, it's hard to compare. I, I will. The nicest thing I'll say about the game is this. When I wanted to just, when I decided I wasn't enjoying the game that much, I think it's, I think it's a good, it's fine. It's a good game. I was able to do everything I wanted in the game, even if it wasn't fun. I was able to murder people to skip quests. I was able to persuade people. I was able to bash everyone with a hammer. Like, I literally could do, I, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, Shay was giving me shit when I said I broke the game. I didn't, I didn't really mean I broke it. I just meant I just completely, like, took a hammer to it, broke it. You know, like, it was just, um. Yeah. And there's something to be said for the game allowing me to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's something that we've, yeah, exactly. Like, that. this is a genre staple the whole you can solve this any way you want even if it's fucking stupid um like if your solution to quests is just murder everyone you can do it i mean if you really want to you can just just kill everyone if you really want to yeah um the the only thing i can think because i mean subjectively i just could not get into the characters even though i think the writing is really good and the only reason i could think of that is just because it was more of a presentation issue for me than a writing issue because the writing seemed good and I just couldn't, I was having trouble getting into the characters of the world or everything because it still felt kind of budgety to me. And um, that's the only thing I think of because I know there's people that have, look, I've gotten every response from it's, it's, it's about 50 50 when people message me about this game, but I just, I'm fascinated that people were able to really get into the characters and the story because I wasn't. So I feel a bit jealous that I wasn't able to. Um, how do you, uh, have you have you been able to get into the narrative and the characters, Josh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not all of them because actually, the characters are all very different. So some of them I really really like, and some of them are just like they're a companion, but I don't want them around just because of like their personality to begin with, and they may change over time. But just like right off the bat, I just this they grate on me, um, which yeah. I actually. I don't like as far as the characters themselves, but as far as the writing goes, is great. Like, some of the companions you just hate right off the bat, which I think is... They want you to hate them. Yeah, yeah it's very or different. Or they want you to feel... Yes. Yeah. Um, actually, I think Parvati is one of the best characters of the year, um, just as far as just the presentation of that, because she starts off as just this corporation shill sent along to keep you from fucking up while you're trying to do this mission for somebody. Um, and ends up becoming a really complex character with so much else going on and like trying to talk you out of doing stuff in the corporation's interest um, by the time you're you're done with the quest, which is really cool. Like, like there's, there's character growth there even within just a couple hours of the game. Um, Mm -hmm. It is tough when you see behind the, the veneer a little bit, because like, you'll know that 
okay, well, if I help these people, like, whatever quest it is, if I help these people, someone's going to get fucked. And if I help these people, someone's going to get fucked. Sometimes knowing that for me was kind of like, well, who cares? Because <laughs> I know that there's no, they want you to provide these moral dilemmas, but I think I've grown more appreciation for video games now, whether it's in the indie scene or the AAA scene. Uh, a lot of indie games we played or like Red Dead were like, they don't give me a choice. I'm put in a situation and I have to deal with my actions because in games like these, because it reminds me of the olden days, I have a choice, but either way, it's a bad choice. So I just kind of say, well, fuck it at that point. No, you know, I'm not going to be happy with the solution either way. So um, I don't really know how to parse that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to, that's going to different differ per person but i actually i actually kind of liked that as far as the first world goes um i feel like it was about the best intro you could give to the game uh, with like like i said with the whole parvati storyline being really interesting with her just starting i did it. like her i will yeah. say josh yes she was one of the three characters i did like yeah and yeah, and, and and also just like the 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 choice you're given at Super the end hot. there as far as like which one of these people and like you're saying it is it is a matter of like like i hate both these people like it's it's obvious that whichever i pick they're going to somehow manage to screw it up this opportunity yeah. that i give them and i actually in i liked that cuz that's that's a feeling that i've not really gotten since like oddly enough everyone else hated this and like like you're like i i liked the inevitability of um Mass Effect 3, the whole idea that all this stuff you did didn't matter. Like, you were going to lose this fight. Um, and a lot of people hated that, but I, like, I, yeah. I actually kind of like that feeling as far as just a narrative device. Uh, well, and that's sort of the unfair thing, Josh, is that the Mass Effect games are basically making this kind of a game sort of, but on a more, a higher production value. And I miss, like, maybe if I had been able to have like a voice. It's weird that they put so much effort into the characters, but like there's no voice acting for your character. You don't ever, we, yeah. that was our joke last week. You don't ever see your well, character's face. I think that, um, yeah, I think that's intentional though, because like I was saying with the whole, um, you know, some of the, some of the choices you make, there is no good option. And is also, uh, like I was mentioning, a lot of the builds are drastically, drastically different as far as playstyle goes. Like you can you can role play it basically however you want, which I think is kind of a good. I'm not a massive fan of the whole silent protagonist, but I feel like they give you the flexibility in this game that it, it, it like it's one of the first games in a while that I feel like yeah they they kind of don't need someone voicing this and. I mean that's one of the things that it was a downside in Mass Effect a lot of the time where you'd pick a dialogue dialogue option. And then they'd say they something. There's exactly. like, where the fuck did that come from? Like the the thing I picked didn't seem like that was gonna be what they said. And you don't ever have to really get that. Um, occasionally, you'll get a character that responds to you in a way you didn't understand. But then it's like you can put that on them instead of it being, oh, the game just didn't understand what I meant by that. It's 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 more of a if. Even if even if it's just offloading the the disconnect, it makes you feel like you just didn't quite understand this other character instead of the game not understanding what you were trying to do. Um, and I I, I, I don't yeah. know. I feel like it works. I feel like I feel like the silent 
protagonist actually works fairly well in this game because they it, give you the flexibility. Yeah, I, so I'm not saying it doesn't work. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm just saying I wonder if I would have had more of an emotional connection to a character like in Mass Effect that I designed that was talked. The flaws and all, you know, it would be annoying when they would say the wrong thing. But like I didn't yeah. feel any i felt like i was just a hollow nothing and i'm trying to connect to anything in this yeah. game because i was having trouble getting into it i just well, yeah. wonder yeah I, that's that's completely fair because i i feel like they the the character is a nothing because they give you the flexibility to role play it how you want it's it's very much in the whole you know D sort of uh lineage there as far as like they're not gonna put words in your mouth like they're gonna let you kind of do this how you want. Uh, yes. And, and I agree. because and, of that, there yeah. is no main character. The main character is whoever you decide to make it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I would, yeah, I agree, 100%. Very, and, and to everyone out there that was saying, like, maybe this is not the game for you, look, I love these games. I grew up on the Knights of the Old Republics, the Mass Effects, the Fallouts. They're, I love RPGs almost more than any genre. The thing for me is I want this exact game, but I want, like, crazy production values that's my dream for this kind of thing we've never gotten that that's all that i want i just want like this exact game but with crazy production values amazing art i feel like um i got an amazing comment from one of our patrons daniel that i i wanted to read because i thought it was awesome but i just i feel like obsidian's always been like the b-tier guy and they're still the b-tier guy or gal doesn't matter and i just I want I want the obsidian mind, but I want the the A tier productions. That's what I want personally. I'm not trying to push that on anyone else. Um, yeah, I mean that's never really been their thing. It seems like they've always been more about giving you the narrative flexibility to do what you want than about just you know. But it can be both. Throwing it money can at. be both. There's no reason it can't be both. And, you know, maybe because they're more of an, they call themselves an indie developer now. Maybe they just aren't concerned with being top tier. Well, it's but, not I a mean, concern no, for you, them. You can't have both, really. I mean, there's, it's, like I mentioned yeah. before, with just the flexibility of it, all the audio, all, all the, all the dialogue animation is automatically handled um, because there's so much dialogue in this game that if they, hand animated everything i mean it's it's the same thing that we got with mass effect andromeda where there's so much dialogue in the game that if they just animated everything it would cost an absolute ton like you you don't it, it doesn't seem like it would be a huge deal but it's a huge huge deal to animate every single option for a dialogue there just having somebody record a different voice line for it is like a couple takes having somebody animate it there that's that's a week's of week's worth of work and having an, an automated system handle it is just instant you you license the automated system and it gets done um i mean perhaps i'm spoiled by a lot of triple a games now that have so much dialogue and voice work but i'm and i know that it's not within everyone's realm to do that and maybe there's a lot of people out there yeah. that don't care i'm just saying that I thought, considering they were going to condense it I mean, down, the voice it... work is good. It's just that, like you said, the animation is not there because it's, it's like, automatically well, handled because it's... The voice work is good, but, yeah, it still looks like an older game. Like, you still get a lot of the kind of strange characters looking around doing random things while they're delivering a line. Yeah. Well, it's everything. It's the way the creatures move. It's the, a lot of the... 
like some of the the pro- propaganda art and stuff is great, but like you know, like the like the art and the world feels. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to sound like I'm ragging on it too much. I just feel uh, Daniel of DC, one of our good friends, said um, that he digs Obsidian because. <laughs> Is those games drip with a certain style and personality? It hovers between the space of a B movie schlock and earnest artistry. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's hovering somewhere in between a B movie schlock and earnest artistry. I don't, I don't, I don't know where, but it's in that space somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. Like it's, people... it's it's like a it's like a Buck Rogers style game, and that's not really something we've gotten before. Like there's just it's just like this kind in a of... while. Hmm? Yeah. In a while, for sure. Yeah, and it, well, not not in this exact fashion. Like it, we've not gotten to like role play it um, before, and I think this. Yeah, they they did they did a really good job with it. Um, your mileage is going to vary because it is. I mean, like my first note on the game is it's Fallout. Like it's like if that's not it's your Fallout. thing, it's yeah. still not going to be your thing. Uh, like they fixed an no. awful lot with it, but it's not like revolutionize the genre or anything like it's it's still gonna be very personal whether you care about it at all so exactly no i agree with that they for me they fixed old problems with fallout but kind of created some new ones and that's just sort of the nature of the beast sometimes but you know a lot of people are not uh an elitist asshole like i am (laughs) i'm expecting the finest things uh, and I get that. Well, you know, we're just different people. I I like the heart of Azudian. I do. I just wish the very best for them. And I'm kind of a. I want the very best from from the artistic side of the game as well. Um, yeah. At least in this case, because I had trouble because the combat was kind of middle of the road. Like you said yourself, Josh. Not bad. Not great. Just kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Fine. Fish. Sorry, I didn't mean to smother you out there, but you got very quiet. But you only played a couple hours, so you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, what? Double no. fire. Double fire. Mm. Let me bring Shay in here. He gave me the signal that he got to the plot twist in Fire Emblem. We want to talk a little medieval, and then is he um, hired? Fire Emblem, and then Manifold Garden, and we'll get to the polls, and then we'll rub each other off and get out of here. All right. Um, we had we had to give it a good. And we and you may hear from us talk about our outdoor worlds again. I'm just gonna warn you. That's how that's how it goes. Especially when Shay gets into it, he's the Fallout guy. And it's okay. I know that this is a game people like to hear us talk about, well, whether they agree with us or not. Um, that is okay. We will bring things up if people yeah. are playing it. I might play another hour of it. <laughs> Fish. Well, let's not go crazy. Fish. Tony. He can't be bothered. A Tony. I wanted to sp- I wanted to get that brand new Death Stranding PlayStation and then play like two hours of that game on his PS4. That would oh. make me the most happy in the entire world. Oh my! What? That make you happy? Just okay. the irony. Just the irony of it all. Not because I want to see you unhappy. Okay. Well, uh, if you if you're feeling down that week, you know of its release, and I see that I can help you in that regard. Like, I'll. I'll... I'll put in my two hours and I'll drop that game like a bad habit. <laughs> Except that you're really good about clinging on to your bad habits, so it doesn't really apply to you. Zambo. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but you forget I quit vaping, so. Yeah, that was my favorite thing about you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> favorite Ow. thing about me. God damn it. Really? I qu- Fucking hell, I man. Tony, yeah. you gonna put up with that? <laughs> 
No. Wow. Tony. Hey, Tony, get a, get a nice doggy. You know what I'm saying? A what? No, no doggy. A doggy? A doggy. Move along, little A hoagie? Doggy. I want a hoagie now. I'm hungry. Ooh. A hoagie Philly does cheese sound steak. good. I, I can't go, do it. I, I can't go for a hoagie. Philly. He can't do carbs. It's bad for the six pack. Hmm. Let's see oh, that six pack. We haven't seen it in a while. It's gone. Show me. I got Show rid of him. it. Good. Show me. I threw it in a trash Show can. Me. Show me. Show me. This is getting uncomfortable. Oh, here he goes. Oh, it is gone. Wow. Mm. What? What? What, what happened? What happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> his belly did a very strange thing there. I don't know what that was. All of a sudden, his webcam yeah. is like camera is like I. I really don't want to focus on this. He took the filter off finally. Yeah. The truth came out. Um. Thank you for your patience, Shay. So let's get, we got a couple games to talk about here. Uh, You're thanking so me for playing Fire Emblem because that's what I was doing the whole. Shay, I was trying to keep that a secret. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, you're welcome. No problem. It's my turn to play Fire Emblem. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, right, please. Thank you. Yeah, we'll get back with you. <laughs> Don't get that ask for permission. <laughs> he actually leaves. He's going. Yeah. Fish is done. He's t- he doesn't have anything to talk about for a while now. No, but um, so medieval Shay, yes. you I know you've been excited about this. You were a kid. Tell me about um briefly. When you were a kid, Medieval is one of those PS1 games you had as a youngster, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those games that I don't remember exactly how it came about me getting it. I think I played a demo of it, and I was like, this looks really cool, Dad. And he's like, yeah, that, yeah, that's that's an awesome game. Yeah, I'll pick it up. And then I played it a bunch, and it was a very, very fun game. And, man, yeah, yeah it's it's I love the game, and I've loved it ever since I was a child because just the personality of that game and the vibe of that game it's very very uh what's what's his name what's his name the guy who does nightmare before christmas how am i forgetting his name tim burton very tim burton yes yes and like i was not a big tim burton fan as a child for some reason but i just i love the style of playing in this magical world as a skeleton navigating through all these um crazy dark levels and worlds and yeah it's just it's dripping with personality that game like say what you want about the controls say what you want about the combat there is so much personality in that game that it it's absolutely worth it the game is hilarious and that game yeah it's (laughs) it is funnier than i remembered it being the um so the general premise of that game that i forgot was that you were like a great soldier but you died immediately in battle like just you were in the front lines and you died very unepically yes and it's funny because when you go to the hall of heroes to upgrade your shit and get new weapons and stuff everyone sort of laughs about the fact that you had a very um embarrassing death (laughs) (laughs) um yeah exactly And you're trying to you're basically you're on a quest to sort of regain your pride yeah redemption to becoming it's redemption to be a hero but in a goofier sense yeah like um and i guess he lost his eye in battle right in the front line that's why he's he did yeah yeah it's it's just a really funny game and you know playing this remaster like when i was playing it because i experienced it on stream i didn't want to play the demo i actually I purposefully planned it out to where I would buy the game and I would first boot it up when I was on stream because I wanted a genuine, authentic reaction. 
because that game was such a pivotal part of my childhood when I was playing games. I was like, you know, if I show this reaction on stream, it's going to be great. It was like with Spyro earlier this year. Yes. It's such a beautiful game, but I didn't get to capture that, like, oh my God, this game is so beautiful. So I wanted to Those do that with moments. Medieval. Well, you were at my house when that happened. Right. So I got to see Right. It. You got to experience it. Yeah. And when I booted up Medieval, I had that same exact reaction. I was like, oh my God, this game is so beautiful. And it really is. Like, it's on par. You, it's on par. Well, let's... <laughs> it's on par. It's on par. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's something that happened behind the camera. I'm not gonna say. I did something gross on camera. I know, but still, it's one of those one of those sound bites. Yeah, we'll keep. It. Yeah, uh, it's it's on par with Spyro in that it was just it blew me away immediately by how beautiful it was. I didn't realize like how bad that. Like, I mean, yeah, I realized, but I didn't really truly realize because I played that game. Uh, a few years ago, actually, um, I did some Let's Play recordings of it back when we were originally trying to do Let's Plays when we first started Sword Chomp. So it's still fairly fresh in my mind, but playing it now, just like it looks so much better. The fact that they remastered it really brings out that charisma that's existed in the game since the PS1 era. And playing through the various levels that I played, because I did the two graveyard levels i did the um the church level where you fight the stained glass monster i did the level the scarecrow fields and it's just absolutely gorgeous man well yeah okay i'm having a good time with it i am gonna have to disagree with you just a little bit um maybe it's just a little bit of your love for the game i think it's more along the lines with the crash bandicoot remake visually for me like i was kind of playing a, a little back to back with my daughter with spyro because she she can't play medieval yet it's just a well she can but it gets kind of weird and frustrating at parts it does like that part where you're trying to climb up that mountain with all the giant yeah, stones it's like it's a ps1 game lost... yeah i almost yeah, no, lost but my it was shit a... on stream because of that <laughs> dude i me too. And so that part in particular, just to laugh at that part, there's this part in like the third level where you have to climb this giant mountain and there's boulders coming down and you're supposed to use your shield to block the rocks, but your shield can break, in which case you're fucked until you pick up another one halfway up the mountain. So literally it's like they designed a gameplay element around a breakable item, which is such a PlayStation 1 thing to do. Um, but but the spirit of PlayStation 1 for me, I only played about three levels of this game when I was a kid. I still have a ton of nostalgia for it because I played it over and over. It was like a demo or something, I think. Um, you guys know how that goes. But I I love this era. I said the PlayStation was my system. I would take over any system just because every system has a spirit to it, right? The spirit of the PlayStation for me was the one that captured my imagination the most as far as where technology was. and where gaming was at the time as far as like how we had evolved you know the nintendo the nes the super nintendo was a spirit people love but for me that middle ground of the playstation it's not quite a super nintendo but it's not quite a ps2 but there was so much energy in the library was so crazy right and the reason i bring this up is because even the b or c tier games in the playstation are a lot of fun and i feel like medieval was a b tier game on the playstation um objectively now yes i yeah you're you're not tiptoeing there you don't need to tiptoe there i'd agree with you on that as much as i love the game it was not as popular 
and I would say that it is a B tier game. Yeah, as much as it pains me to say that, I would agree. And and that's fine, but I think it's cool that the B tier games are getting remasters like this. Like, even though I didn't find it as gorgeous as Spyro by any means, and the developer that made it, it's hard to find anything on them. So it's almost reminding me of like. Uh, a B tier, like unknown developer making a B tier remake. So hopefully we hear more from them. Um, but um, yeah, the PS one was really magical. <laughs> I agree, Josh. Uh, it was just, a, it's a fascinating thing, but I love all those because of the spirit of those system, a lot of B and C tier games on the system. I still love, but yeah. I feel like I would not recommend medieval to anyone that does not have nostalgia for medieval. Man, I would still become... that's, I can't take that journey with you, but I'll let you finish. I, I don't okay, think you need nostalgia, yeah. but you do need to know it is a PS one game because this is, this is like, like you said with the crash thing, uh, not so much the, the, the visual style, but it's the same game. It, they've not done anything to make it more forgiving to make it follow adjusted. modern yeah. design. Which is you know, cool. I like that. Sensibilities. I like that they yeah, didn't. Like yeah. it, it is the original game. Um, and that's something even the Spyro remake, even though it seems like the original game, they gave you like 10 to 20% more of a jump on your, on Spyro, like to the point where speedrunners are skipping like 90% of the levels because you can just make jumps you never could before. Um, I didn't know that. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Your jump is higher and longer than so it was it feels before. Better. And well, okay. it, exactly. Like you don't have these exacting jumps before. It feels like you remember from the original game yeah, because but not as it's just way more forgiving. Um, and this is not that. This is the same game you played on the PS1. Um, yep. And if you're not ready for something that's going to be punishing like a PS1 game, it's, it's going to... Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a shock. Exactly. And, and I just feel like Shay said, objectively, the idea that they're remaking B tier PlayStation one games is fascinating to me because there's still a tier games to be remade. This just worked out. It just worked out. I, it's one of those things. I think like there's a few things I want to unpack there. Uh, the, the biggest one I want to unpack in unpack Jesus first is that I don't think it's fair to say it. And I understand this is an opinion. I'm just responding to it that Spyro objectively looks better because I think they both look equally as good. I think it'd be more fair to say that for Morgan and, and maybe other people, it's based on the aesthetic because both of them are, are, are very magical games, but one of them is much brighter and one of them is more whimsical and fantastical. Whereas medieval is darker. It's more not necessarily gritty, but grim because that's the vibe it's going for. And I think, yeah. Knowing you as long as I've known you, Morgan, you like, weirdly enough, you like games that are generally brighter aesthetically, whether it's lighting or it's mood in the art direction. You generally like lighter art, so to speak. Um, that, that would be the first thing I'd say there. And, I, and that's why I'm saying objectively, I don't think one is more beautiful than the other. I think it's more... Based off, of, based off of aesthetic and mood of the art. Uh, second is that I think that we are seeing this game being remastered because we've seen the success of Crash Bandicoot and Spyro and uh, even Crash Team Racing. 
And I think it's fair to say that while Sir Daniel Fortescue isn't a main uh, mascot from Sony, it's one that a lot of people remember. Like, when you see the medieval remaster box art, you're yeah. like, oh yeah, that's Skeleton Guy. I remember seeing him on the PS1. Skeleton more people remember him than I would have thought. Right, exactly. Nobody knows his name. Everyone knows him as the medieval no, yeah. guy is the thing. Right. Because yeah. I, I do, I, I feel like. Shay knows his name. Well, too. yes. Yeah, yeah. But, but, I mean, point being, medieval was on like so many demo discs. Back on the PS1. So many of them. Dude, there was a, there was a medieval on PlayStation 2? That's... No, that can't be right. No, I, the... I don't believe so. I believe there was... There was a medieval 2, though, on PlayStation. I didn't know. There that. was, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and that's, like, originally a lot of people thought that they were going to be packaged together. Like the Spyro games and, like, the Crash games. And it's a, it's a bummer that they weren't included together, but... Well, that's another reason that I'm a little more down on it. I think they gash you because... You got all three Spyro games for like forty bucks. You're only getting one game here. Same with Crash. That's... You got all three games for forty as well. Yeah. So why not? I agree with that. The... I a hundred percent agree with that. Granted, thirty dollars. I think um, it was only thirty. It was only thirty. Yeah. Okay. Counterpoint. No one really remembers the second game. <laughs> well, counter counterpoint. Agreed, and I would have liked to have played it. Exactly. Like oh, I, I there, exactly there go, like yeah. <laughs> I if they had the second one there, it would be a great opportunity for everyone to finally play it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's exactly. like me. Like I played the first Spyro as a child very extensively. I played the second one and the third one very briefly, but I never really got into it. Mm-hmm. Because they included the other games in the remaster, I was able to experience the second yeah. one to its entirety. And I will eventually experience the third one to its entirety. And yeah, that's that's the thing. I th- I felt like I feel like that's a big misstep um on this company or by this company because like a big part of the reason why people are remastering these games is for the love of the game and for the love of the series. And if you're going to omit the second one, people are going to be like, "Oh, wow, there's a second one. I would love to play that." Oh wait, that one wasn't remastered. Why wasn't that one I, remastered? I, yeah. I think that's I'm a big to... faux pas on their part. I, I agree, but I'm willing to bet now that I think about it that because Spyro and Crash are so big, they're more of a guaranteed splash. I bet they were like, if this thing bombs and we waste all the time and resources making this an entire second game, I bet they were scared because Medieval is it's the weirdest of all the remakes so far, objectively. I can I think I can think of. Can you think of a another B tier game that was remade from the PlayStation era that would be comparable? That's very specific. No, no, I think you're right there because oddly enough, the Parappa the Rapper guys were going. They were they kickstarted a a new game. They yeah. were going to make a new game, and it didn't meet its goal. Like that's they did a kickstart that thing, and I they bet did. Parappa like there was the a Kickstarter for a new. Yeah. Like it was like I don't even remember what the whole thing was, but it was like a new game from the Parappa the Rapper guys, and that, that was yeah. more obscure and it didn't meet its goal because it's just like there's just the audience just wasn't there even though that's a sort of that's a sort of game like i as soon as i saw it was there it was like i just instantly backed it but i i I think you're right like it it's something that just historically is really important because it was important for the ps1 but as far as 
people going back and buying a remaster, I don't feel like it's just a guaranteed return on your investment. No, that absolutely. Yeah. Spyro and Crash which, were. Which is which is why it is cool to me because this is weird. I think that this is a weird, cool thing for people that were like Shay. He was probably he was probably overjoyed and also like holy shit. Like I, I don't even have a Tomb Raider remake, and that was one of the biggest games of all time because that company is falling apart. You know, like it's you need a lot of things to go right, man. Yeah, yeah. I what I will say specifically about the game is. I remember telling you guys that stained glass boss. I was super excited for that boss. I remember as a child how cool and unique that boss fight was and how epic it was. And I was like, with this remaster, it's going to look so fucking gorgeous. And it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't at all. I was like, it I, I even said that. Yeah. I was like, that's that's it? I was like, what the fuck? Okay, good. I, I didn't want to bash that boss. No, that boss, like, like, he was way cooler. Oh like, like, the potential was there on the PS1 era, but obviously it was all polygons, so they couldn't capitalize on that. And yeah. I was like, there's no way they fucked this up. It's a layup. <laughs> yeah, they did. But the rest, it, well, that's everything the... else has been good. All the other bosses that I've fought have been cool. All the other enemies I've fought well, look way better. Yeah. Just Well, that's sort of what I mean about the visuals of Spyro. Like, if you saw the work they put into those dragons and those bosses, like the detail, maybe the medieval team, it's not necessarily a fidelity thing. Maybe it's more on the lines of, like, they didn't go the extra mile with the art direction that they could. And now that's subjective. Yeah, but I definitely feel that's subjective. Because I felt like with a lot of the enemies, <laughs> they look better than they did. A lot better. And there's a ton of detail there. But I feel like also well, yes. what what more kind of what you're trying to say is like the interpretation of how they took certain things that they remastered, yeah, and the love that, like you said, that could have been ama- like if Dark Souls had a boss that was composed of stained glass windows, dude, yeah, and it was a fucking that would be amazing, and that's what I that's what I kind of envision, not that level of detail that Dark Souls yeah. is or Bloodborne or anything like that, but just like somewhat reminiscent of that would have been amazing, but it it didn't reach that point which it is what it is but it is what it is yeah true that anyways if you have a great fondness for playstation one games um it's worth checking out i don't know yeah absolutely i yeah we don't really recommend games i think the price has to be right for you depending on how much you care about medieval but i'm enjoying it having a good time i mean for you getting to play it for free i mean like there's no you can't (laughs) recommend it Um, uh, that I mean, like you should be recommending is what I'm trying to say. Because well, you played, I, it for I try free. not to keep Shay. I know that, but I, and I appreciate that, but I try not to like factor that into the game's quality. Because, that's fair. That's fair. You know. That's a good point. That's I'm, I appreciate that. Now, yeah. what I would say is, like Morgan said, if you have an affinity for PS1 games, action adventure games, um, it's a really fun game, and it has a ton of humor and it has a ton of um character. Like I said, the controls objectively. Our PS1 era, like Josh said, you do not want to play that style of game where you have to finagle with the camera angles and it's going to be frustrating at times, the physics of the game. Don't play the game. You're going to get angry. It's just going <laughs> to happen. Yeah. But they, they leave the warts in, which is, at times I felt like the camera was actively fighting. Yeah. I felt yep. like the controller was fighting, yep. but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I prefer it that way. I prefer whenever they leave it like the original game like really is is far that's that was kind of 
I, I like them to do as little as possible, like to these remakes, because I, I feel like there's still value in people just playing the original game. And like, yeah, there's room for a complete rework of it, like something like Final Fantasy VII is getting. But also, it's or the Resident Evil too. Yeah, but remake, but yeah. but they're not withholding like ports of the original game. Like you can still go out and get those other games, essentially right. the in, in their their original incarnations. Right, well. and on top on yeah. top of that, that remaster of Final Fantasy VII is going to have a classic mode, which is really cool. I think if you're going to do a yeah. complete remake, like they are doing with Final Fantasy VII doing something like that where you include a classic mode and you include the new mode that you're working on for the reimagining or reinterpretation, I think that's brilliant. And I think that is a wonderful step in the right direction if you don't want to piss off fans. Yeah. So, granted, if they had done something with Medieval to rework some of those frustrations, that would have been cool. If they included, like, the classic mode as well, I think that would have been fun. Yeah, but, there's there's just a lot of interesting nuance. Like yes. with Resident Evil, they know not only is it a massive franchise and they have the money, but they know that that classic gameplay formula has already been remade and would not hold up. Yeah. So it made perfect sense for them to evolve it into the best remake ever. In this situation, it wouldn't make sense to evolve the game because you don't even know if it's going to sell. Just play it safe. So it's it's a case-by-case basis. I, well, I mean, I would like... I don't think it's so much playing it safe. It's just like, if you're remaking it at this point... There, you're gonna have to work to make it play exactly like the original, or or not. Yeah, what would you even do? I don't even know how you'd really remake it. it. Doesn't make sense. Like with Resident Evil, you can change the camera, and the gameplay could still be built around that, and it feels the same. Like with Medieval, you change fundamentally change the game. It just doesn't work. That's true, know? and I mean that's what they're doing with Final Fantasy VII. But I think that's an easier well, game it, to completely change around. It's so an RPG, so the narrative is so much more important than exactly. yes. the gameplay. Exactly. exactly. Well, the gameplay was just standing in one spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if, if they change the story a bunch, people are going to be, you know, up in arms about it. But, like, they've got so much if room. They, they made a they shooter out of Final Fantasy VII. They made, like, like, an on-rail shooter. Like, they... People will give them the benefit of the doubt there as long as the story is good. So True. If they give Tifa one cup size down, oh I'm guaranteeing God. you, fans will fucking riot. 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 Yeah. Fish has already started rioting. I don't um, know Fish. I know Tony. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that look. He got that switch. He wasn't messing around. He ain't fucking around, baby. He's going to date those women. Don't go for Mercedes. She'll let you down. Uh, let's combine the Fire Emblem talk with the polls later, Shay, because I think it'll fit perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, That's good. I, I, I wanted to give Josh a chance to talk about Manifold Garden, and then we can always touch base on Medieval later once we finish it. Okay. Um, before we get to the polls. Uh, I know Manifold Garden is not a game that a lot of people may be familiar with, but um, I did see it on the uh, iTunes store. I know Josh was playing a lot of, a lot of it. Um, it's a very strange game to describe. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Um, I mentioned this at the beginning of the year on our first show when we were talking about uh, games we were looking forward to this year, and it has finally come out um, with a Apple and then Epic Store exclusive deal. So it's kind of 
slightly hard to get a hold of at the moment, but should be coming to basically everything before too long, which is it, mm-hmm. which is good because it is a it, it's a sort of genre that we don't get enough of. It's it's a um, first person puzzle game, which is not unique at all, but it's a first person puzzle game where you are playing in a impossible space. Um, Dude, Josh, I just have to read this before you get going. This is the greatest description of a video game I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. Are you guys ready for this? All right. You have, okay. Manifold Garden. Manifold Garden is a game that reimagines the laws of physics. Rediscover gravity and explore an Esker-esque world of impossible architecture. Witness infinity in first person and master its rules to solve physics-defying puzzles. Cultivate a garden to open new paths forward where an eternal expanse waits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, wow. Yeah. That's that sounds, <laughs> sounds just as intense as I would like it to sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, 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 in, it's in the same genre as something like Antichamber, which is another game that I know I've told you guys about that has, has not really convinced you to play it, but it's, it's, it's a type of game that I just, I really appreciate it because it's something that games, it's basically only games can do. It's, it's giving you, uh, think about how much everyone freaked out about, um, ah, fuck my, um, brain. Um, think about how everyone freaked out about, no, no, no. What's the fucking, boom, the, the fucking movie that did that, um, Inception. inception. There we go. Everyone freaked out about that because of just the implications of just the dream logic. Exactly. I can give you that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But like the implications of a world that doesn't have to follow the physical laws that we're used to. Um, And uh, like, um, for example, one of the best. Oh, hold on, Josh, Josh, this isn't. I'm sorry. No, continue your thought. Okay. um, No, this is very important. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I had, oh, yeah. sorry. Um, I had to give you the horn. But yeah, one of the best episodes of the Animatrix that, that fleshed out that world was Matriculation, yeah. which is where they're. It's a mouthful. It, yeah, they're they're trying to give. Uh, they're trying to essentially break the programming of one of the machines, one of the AI, um, by having them interact with people in a, in a space that doesn't make sense. It's something that you have to kind of just, the idea was to just break the way you think about a world. And the, the whole idea there was that the space is completely abstract. You have to just take it as it, comes and 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 be able to process this world and that's something that we don't you can't like i said inception did this in a way but it's not something you have to try to map yourself and when games do it it's it's like in that episode of the animatrix where you're 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 having to process it yourself um which is really really at all take some of the ideas from like fez where you're like looking at the world from different angles yeah. to like move around mm, sort of it it it's it's got 
elements of Fez, elements of, like I said, uh, uh, antechamber, elements of uh, gravity rush. You can't, you can't change gravity while you're falling. Uh, well, I mean, you can, but only if you're right next to a wall because you have to like, and anyway, I'm, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty mechanics of that, but essentially in this game, space loops in all three directions. Um, it, you are in a manifold, essentially. In, in any direction, you can look and see space looping infinitely off in that direction. Um, and so you have a world that, regardless of the size it's in, you are seeing multiple copies, just like infinite copies of the exact same world that you're in. And you have, have to be able to solve puzzles in relation to that. Um, I mean, think about something like, um, for example, this is something a lot of people don't realize, but if you go back and play like any of the Super Nintendo JRPGs, you know how the mm-hmm. world loops in those games? Um, like, it's an illusion? Well, it, yes, it's an illusion, but I, it... You know how if you go to the top of the map, you show up at the bottom of the map? If you go to the right of the map, you show up uh-huh. on the right of the map? What, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, what yeah. shape world are you in? You just assume, you're, oh, you're on a globe. If you actually think about the implications of what you're doing, what shape world are all those original maps? Wouldn't that be like a long line, kind of like a piece of paper or something? It, if you're, if you're, you're, you're on a torus. All those worlds are shaped like donuts on the PS... Or on, on the the SNES and the the PS1 oh, all of them they're all weird. all the worlds are shaped like donuts uh if you actually stop and think about the implications of it um and that not that that mattered at the time but this is a sort of game that takes those implications and makes you think about them because the spaces are contorted into uh, just just nonsense like you you have to be able to parse a world that doesn't make sense um and it's a a this game is just gorgeous because since it is infinite and it loops like um you it's 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 just it's just absolutely gorgeous it has a really cool art style where essentially the closest version of the manifold that you are in is shaded with darker and darker colors the closer it is to you and it just fades out to essentially what looks like a blueprint drawing where you just get outlines of it the farther away it gets um, in order to kind of get you to focus on what's close enough to you so it doesn't get overwhelming um but because of it because of the rant the not random but because of the completely abstract physical space you're in it's just it's just it's a joy to try to get your head around something that doesn't you have no reason to ever encounter this outside of gaming and that's something that i just absolutely adore that you're getting something you will not get anywhere else um yeah it's true i mean there's a lot of i i think that's why we like video games so much is when those games come along it's unique to the medium um, but you feel in particular uh, about this game. so And you were excited about it, a game that you get excited about a lot of games that most people have not heard of. So funny. <laughs> yeah, Josh is always the indie guy. 
funny fact, someone messaged me the other day and they told me they thought Shay was the indie guy of the podcast. So I was like, <laughs> wait, hold on. Hold on. Mm. <laughs> we Me? Where did, I'm, I'm, I'm a happened. scrub indie guy. I'm in like I'm a sub indie guy via Josh. I guess it kind of depends when they hopped into the podcast though, because there have been a few indie games that you have been just like enamored I, I with. It was, it was something she, like uh if yeah. they showed up whenever uh Oh, oh like my know. memory of us. My example. memory of us. Like you were, oh, you were yeah, so yeah. into that when Extreme. it came out. So yeah, there have been a few, a few, you know, kind of eras of the podcast where something is just like really hits you hard. That true. Yeah, true. But for the most I'll part, I'm not the indie guy. <laughs> I I am a a fan of indie games very much so, but like I don't know when they come out. Ninety five percent of the time, <laughs> unless this guy tells me. That's the truth. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would. I yeah. I wouldn't have described. Uh, I can think of good labels for all of you, but we don't have time to do that right now. But I've known you for a long time. But um, I just thought I just love the idea of uh, Josh being insulted by being the indie guy. I'm like, well, Josh has an indie corner on every show. Um, maybe they just thought Josh was Shay and Shay was Josh. It was it's just possible. A confusion of the name. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Josh and I are both equally um, assholes at times. Mm-hmm. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know, Josh. We know. We know, and it's okay. We, we, we've both... There, there are fans, fans going to be listening to this, and they're just going to be shaking their head. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Manifold Garden. Um, all right. Well, Josh, thank you for the rundown and the rub. I'll definitely get that on my phone soon because I, yeah. I, I found I, this I want to actually play it on the phone to find out how it looks because, like I said, with the whole infinite thing going on there, they probably have to scale that back fairly drastically for it to run well on a phone. Like, the, the gameplay yeah. should be exactly the same, but it may not be quite as just spectacular as it is running with like just wide open settings because of the the infinities you're kind of looking at um i imagine they'd have to tone that down a bit on the phone i actually i, I need to download download that on the apple arcade just to kind of see what it looks like um i'm, I'm curious myself okay. so well i will let you mm-hmm. know this is a good way to segue into um because two of our polls were not Fire Emblem related, but Fire Emblem made me think about these things. Now I want to say again, if you want to support us, patreon.com slash swordchomp. It means the world to us. Remember, I have a, we have a brand new tier. For ten dollars you get more podcasts, and the first two podcasts are all about Death Stranding. Don't want to miss those. Help your workday go by faster and you get to support us. If you want to just do the five dollar tier get access to a top secret Instagram page as well. So patreon.com slash swordchomp or pick up merch at redbubble.com slash people slash swordchomp. Mm-hmm. Um, plug it, plug it, plug it. So the two, so these polls are kind of interesting. I was looking at, um, and we can just segue the natural conversation here. Um, so Shay did get me back into Fire Emblem, which I'm I was upset about, but I'm almost at the stopping point as well. So because I, so Fire Emblem sort of like my, because I've already beat it, it's like my side bitch right now. Um, like if I take, I was trying to tell Fish that if you want a, a pro tip, every I I beat like a mission a day while I take a bath. Now I just kick it in the bath, and I play, I pull the switch in there and I finish a mission a day. Um. Maybe a little bit more, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm you shocked find... that a grown man takes baths. 
uh, the, I shower in bath. I, well, then I so was I, I was going to give you crap, but with your leg going on, it probably is a whole lot easier for you still. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's fair. Well, no, yeah, it, no, that the, makes complete the, sense now that I'm thinking about it. So, but I will say this: uh, he the, did the, say the he does shower and taken back. He's, he says he showers in bath. He didn't say bathe. He said bath. Oh. So I am going to give him shit sh- for that. <laughs> I shower and bathe. <laughs> I um. Yeah, I shower at night and I bathe in the afternoon just like to relax. Hmm. It's, it's not to get clean. Just to try to forget your children for a, for a brief moment every day. As soon as my yeah, as soon as my uh, <laughs> sister picks up her daughter that I watch in the afternoon, I take a bath. No joke, I really do. I have to just take like a twenty minute break. Um, I love being at home working with my kids, but man, that yeah, you need a fucking break. Um, but two polls I did that I thought were kind of funny and made me think about this were. Have you ever attempted to secretly date two people at once? Because we were joking about how we had our all of our flings in Fire Emblem. It's a fun game to have flings. Um, and Shay, I didn't want to rub it in, but uh, at the, d- I didn't get this the first time. But this time during the dance, after the ball, whenever you get the game randomizes a person that you can meet up with based on how you have built a relationship with them, I got Edelgard. So I don't want to rub that in because I know you got Bernadetta. And you weren't happy about that. I mean, um, you weren't happy with that. I mean, I wasn't fucking happy with that. <laughs> what more do you want me to say? I didn't want you her to be there. Shit. Fuck you. Bernadette, out, of all Bernadette, the, out of all the girls, all the girls in that group, wow, she's the one I connected with the least. Really? Yeah. Really? Connected yeah. with the least? Yeah. Hmm. Damn. Yeah. This is the most heated they've ever been on the Hiding show. Hiding away Shut in up. your room. We're fighting. Playing this... <laughs> Playing this game, trying trying to uh, escape the world, and not trying to escape. Somehow, the world, Bernadetta, hiding away in her room, trying to escape the world, is just just not connecting with you. Josh, I'm trying to learn about the world through mm. connection in a video game, and apply that to everyday life, so I can get out of my room. Mm. I will say this, Shay. I second time in a row I did not get a dance sequence. I don't know if there's just one person that does it, but I didn't I didn't get the dance. What whoever the dance thing you said you got. I, I didn't get that. You said somebody specifically danced with you, right? No. I don't think so, actually. Oh, maybe I misunderstood you. I thought you said Dorothea danced with you. Oh yes, 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 yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, for, I forgot about that. So was there actually a sequence where she danced with you and everything? No, I think she asked to dance and I was like, eh, I don't dance. I think that's pretty much how it went. Huh. I really don't remember how that sequence went. I forgot. Already, you were asked to, to dance and you decided not to. And somehow still, Bernadetta was just not someone who connected with you. <laughs> what the fuck, man? No. What the fuck? He jo- likes Josh, <laughs> you know, I'm just describing my dating life right now, right? <laughs> like, when I finally get what I want, I'm like, eh, it's not what I really want. Like, and then someone you know, else shows interest. I've been in working for cool. this for the last... Last several months, but now that I've got it, <laughs> yeah, it's not, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm really unpacking the aspects of my relationships in my life on this in this video game right now. I'm, I feel, I feel honored that Fire Emblem is giving us all these new insights. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite things to talk about is just the relationships, which is pathetic. <laughs> But um, <laughs> I know, I know, like Morgan, the amount of 
time we've spent talking about these artificial relationships privately, it's a little bit concerning. It is. But, you know, to be fair, they do a lot of work with the voice acting and stuff. Just like people who are in a really That justifies it. Stuff. Yeah, the voice work I is mean, exemplary. That totally justifies no, it. <laughs> there's no justification for being creepy, but I don't really care. So, um, Being creepy is its own reward. <laughs> it's its own sense of self-fulfillment. Um, but the, the funny thing that I was going to mention, Shane, anyway, I got, she told me a really personal story about how her dad and mom met, um, at the ball and stuff. So it was, uh, it was cool, but I didn't get her the first time. So this time for whatever reason, I did the right thing. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes to trigger your private dance moment, but there's like a big dramatic pause when the game loads it too. So it's, it's, it's funny, but, um, one of the polls I did uh, was about dating two women secretly, and 75% of our audience said no. They have never tried to date two people. Wow. Once, and 25% I don't need to of our viewers are fuckwats. Wow. Because they've never tried to date two no, people No, 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 because they have. No, I said no, they haven't. He, he just said that backwards then. No, 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 he said 75% haven't tried that is what he said yeah so 25 percent of them have tried to date yep okay no no have you ever attempted to secretly date two people at once 75 percent of the audience said no yes is that more clear yeah that's what i said yeah that's what yeah um i mean not that i have anything against you fuckwads but you know uh Again, this is this is I assuming they didn't know. If if I, they I knew, then trying to fuck wad rescinded. Morgan, I wanted to try Barnes 2019. I I will say on a personal level, the closest I ever got was like the end of one relationship and the beginning of another. But if you've ever been out there in the dating world, you know that when one ends, you might still kind of have like a little residual stuff. And when one begins, you're not really that connected yet. So that was the only time it almost ever happened for me. And I still felt terrible, so I didn't do it. I'm proud of you. Fish only dates two women at once, so I don't know what the fuck's going on here, honestly. That's all he does exclusively. If he's not dating at least two women, then, I mean, I don't know. Why do you have to lie to these folks, Morgan? I was trying to, I was trying to be nice to you for once and build you up. Mm. With I take a lie, out, thanks. Take thanks. Of, did it sound like yeah. I was a backhanded compliment? Did it sound like it was a yeah, sarcasm? Fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the great thing about Fire Emblem, if you're out there listening, is that you can date two women at once, or at least try to. But the dating in this game is not super creepy, so don't expect it to be like the past games. It's not. Compared to the other Fire Emblem games, it's not anywhere near as creepy. It's more relationship building than than dating. So, Yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not strategizing who to bone in order to get the spawn you want, like in some of the, <laughs> yeah, 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 some of the other games. Yes. Um, I sent you guys a picture of this as well. I'm sending it right now. Um, I am really ha- enamored with this one character, uh, Liani after the time jump. So I, it made me think like her, just her haircut, like alone made me like so creepily attracted to her. So I said, can a haircut drastically alter how attractive somebody is? And 90% of our audience said yes. So that made me feel a lot better. <laughs> 90%. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> wow. Drastically. I mean, drastically it was emphasized. Because, you know, obviously if you're, let's say you, if you're bald, I mean, I think it's fair to say that's going to affect how you, nothing against bald people, but, you know. Uh, that's everything against bald people. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that was the premise no, of your statement. We, that was literally the premise. And you're like, no, no, <laughs> nothing against those bald fucks. Yeah, but they just can't. Um, they just can't get as much love as us haired people. <laughs> I no. I just meant that there's like no hair there, so the haircut is no hair. You know, it's not. It's uh huh. We're gonna edit all this out. Let's edit all this out. Three, two, one. Um. <laughs> Jesus, that's the thing that he wants edited out. <laughs> out of all the things, <laughs> I just, I just, real, I had a terrible realization. Um, about, <laughs> I had a terrible realization. Um, so yeah, ninety percent of our audience said hair. Uh, fish, how do you feel about that? Like, who's what uh, hair do you like the most of all the women in Fire Island? Whose hairs got you the most in the, in a, a tizzy? Hmm. I do like very long hair. Um, Dorothea really has a nice style to her. She's very stylish, um, but she's wearing a hat, so yeah, she, yeah. yeah she's yeah, she's got a diva like, hat. Yeah, right. It fits her character, but um, yeah, Mercedes has that nice long, like curls. spoilers. She gets a really gross matron hat after the time jump, so. What? Like Josh said, Ooh. Mercedes is super religious. So yeah, okay, interesting. Yeah. I'm curious. Now. I wouldn't go down the Mercedes road. Too late. I'm pretty down in there. Have you? Ch- <laughs> you can pick up on all these things before the time jump. Like a lot of them have just different personalities. You can kind of yeah grab on. Oh yeah, I mean, she's she's, they, she's like every, she's one of the more difficult ones to actually romance with, and she's just like. Oh no! I'd rather it's like, just no, sit down I'm and pray. Would you for like Jesus. to pray with me? <laughs> yep. You know what? There's something hot about though. Hot about I'm that. saving <laughs> myself for selfish. There is really. Uh, oh yeah, love you, Sophie. Um, <laughs> you know what? You got to follow your heart and your penis. That's all I can tell you. But what I did when I played the game was I wanted to like just see which I have my physical attraction. I want to see which personality came at me. Um from that perspective so yeah and mercedes just didn't do it for me but i like how you uh, preface this whole conversation with this game isn't as creepy as other games when it comes to romancing people and now you're sitting here talking about which character artificial characters you are physically attracted to based off of hair i just want that on the record so we're all actually aware of what's going on right now we did a poll about people not being ashamed that they've been attracted to virtual characters and it came back resounding. Okay. There's no shame here. Let's just, no, 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 no. You don't have to be ashamed of that. It's just, you can't purport to that. A game isn't being as creepy. Isn't preying on that creepiness and then having a whole conversation about being creepy. Okay. Fair enough. Um, (laughs) uh, I just love all this stuff. It's a funny conversation. We'll see how it goes for you guys. Um, but they all get cool hair after the time jump. So I, if you if you don't want to get to it, just Google all of them after the time jump, and you can see their cute haircuts. Um, even the guys get really cool haircuts too. Um, lose accessories, change armor. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. So those were the two uh, Fire Emblem polls I thought were funny. And Leone after the time jump is Bay forever. What uh, Edelgard? God. 
Damn it, I can't. <laughs> okay, getting distracted here. Um, Shay, 76% of our audience said they will not be picking up Medieval. So that's a bummer. Sorry. That's okay. I, I mean, I've been against the grain with um, Majority many, many times. And I understand it's $30 is a lot to ask to spend on a PS1 game that you have no nostalgia with, but I mean, if you want to be wrong, by all means. <laughs> I played it on Halloween, which was very fitting, I thought. Absolutely. So, yeah. But like we said, if you maybe we changed a couple of people's mind in the last segment. So, recap. Haircuts will drastically change how attractive you are. So, if you're having trouble getting a date, maybe change it up. 76% of our audience said no, no, you'll not be picking up medieval. Uh, and the last two are interesting. Um, they were split, uh, both of them with a little leaning the other direction. Is Outer Worlds a little um, overhyped right now because Fallout hasn't been good in a long time? And that was split, but leaning a little bit at 55 toward uh, no. But there was a lot of people that, you know, maybe. Maybe overhyped is not to sound mean, but maybe it's filling a void that people, uh, the timing is really good for that game. Um, 56% of our audience said no, I'm sorry. 44 said yes. So I'm just trying to get people to maybe think critically about the timing of that game. Um, but I didn't want it to sound like it was a bashing. And are you playing Outer Worlds on Game Pass? This was fascinating to me. 55% of our audience, almost split, but 55% of our audience said no. They went to buy the $60 game instead of playing it for $10. Now, if you're on PlayStation, there is no Game Pass. So, you have no choice. So, I assume that that has a big part of it. But there's a lot of people on PC, like Josh and some of my good friends, that have enjoyed shelling out the money for that game instead of Game Pass. Interesting. Do you guys think it's interesting that people are willing to pay that much money instead of just getting the... Josh, you know you can get Game Pass on PC. Is there a reason why you haven't opted into that? There's not a lot on there for PC currently. Like, they've got a few things, but not a lot. Um, I considered it for this game, but it's just kind of a slow burn game, so if they ever decide to take it off of there, like, I may not even be done by then. Because um, it's a sort of game, like I said, it's got enough flexibility with the different builds on there that I'm probably going to want to come back to it after a while, so... Yeah. Just bought it. Uh, well, I'm wondering, because a lot of people that were really high in it have messaged me that they've sort of been waning, and my best experience was on that first planet in the game, so I, I'm curious to see. You have to check back with me after you, because you're still on the very first Yeah, world, I may so. have to up the difficulty, just because, like, like I said, kind of going into it, I didn't want to, I had no idea what the difficulty was going to be like, but it, it may need to now go up too easy. As, as we move on with the game, so we'll, we'll yeah. see. Well, I mean, it's easy for me, and I'm a big dummy head, so, I mean, what can you do about that? Uh, then again, I just bashed everything with the <laughs> Oh, God. It did make, man, it makes me sad that Mass Effect isn't around anymore in a good way. It really does. Um, but, to be clear, I like the game. Okay, I don't think it's a bad game. It's just like Josh said, it's a Fallout game. I said it dropped out of a time warp from 2010. Stand by that. Um, excited for Shay to get into it eventually as well. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, Josh, let's save 
uh, we need because we got to get out of here. Let's save after party for next week. Yeah, I want to tell. That's fine. I I teased it and then forgot about it, but I I want to spend some time with that. After party is the game from the people that made Oxen Free. It's also on Game Pass. Uh, and the premise is basically you, you go to hell and you don't know why. And it's kind of a comedy, a dark comedy kind of a thing. And I just started it last night. I'm really liking it. So, yeah. Um, of course, I'll probably complain about the production values because it seems to be my thing now every week. I'm just being an elitist asshole. But uh, <laughs> I was really enjoying it. I liked it more initially than I liked Oxenfree. I'll say that. Oxenfree took a while to grow on me. Oxenfree does have a slow burn sort of a start because you don't know where it's going at first. It's it's very You're just kinda of chilling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's it's a sort of horror sci-fi type thing once it finally gets going, but because of that, it starts off as just kind of teen drama to begin with, because that's how those genres start. You don't really know what the big bad is going to be and you slowly kinda of uncover it. Um so yeah, this this one does just get right into what you're doing uh, a lot faster than Oxenfree did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I will say this, and then we can all round up this show. This is the first game I've ever played that has a beer pong scene, uh, and it's pretty great. <laughs> it's, like, it's, a, it's, it's the only mechanic in the game that they've shown me so far was shooting a basketball and then throwing a beer pong uh, ball and it's like the same mechanic um i'm sorry yep. yeah we, we pay patron stuff absolutely i apologize uh, but it's like it blew my mind i was like well, how come i've never seen beer pong in a game before and it actually made a, a mechanic out of it and i lost i lost mm. the beer pong game and i fucked that up I'm still mad about it <laughs> can't go back and do it again you can't go back and do it again nope. either anyways uh after party next week so keep in line. And if I have time this week, I'm going to try and rent and spend one night with Call of Duty. Got to do it, though. It's, it's for the greater good. Um, and then, of course, Thursday night. I have never been more excited in my life, maybe. I say that a lot about Death Stranding. And I don't even know if I'm going to like it. But I just have to try it. I need to know. I need to get my fingers on it. Um because I've been obsessed with the conversation about it. Sometimes, I will say this, I think Death Stranding is the most interesting game ever created, but that doesn't mean it's good for me. The conversation around it, how about that? Because I haven't played the game. The conversation around Death Stranding, to me, is incredibly interesting. Um, now that the reviews have dropped, in particular. So, I find it fat. Other, no Man's Sky was up there, but it was mostly negative, and uh, I had a lot of trouble absorbing all that negativity for a while but um i hope i don't like it because i really don't it would suck if we were split on that and then we end up fighting again at the end of the year i know a lot of people message me that they like it when we fight but you know i'm exhausted mm. you know red dead took its toll on me last year i don't <laughs> i don't have much fighting left in me um who knows it's a big question mark right maybe the biggest question mark ever so All right. And again, you can hear us more talk about that on our side, Patreon podcast. Uh, Shay has some Patreon polls that he wanted to talk about right now. If you are a patron, you get special access to polls that nobody else does. And those votes mean a lot more. Right, Shay? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They do. That's his stalling. Speech. No, it's not. Because I got it up. <laughs> oh, I'm no, sorry. you're good. Uh, so the question I had, it wasn't as serious of a question as I usually ask. Uh, 
I've been thinking a lot this past week about how I end up trying a game. We were actually talking about it earlier with like the indie stuff. A lot of times I will rely on a friend to recommend a game to me to try more so than I will rely on a critic, which is kind of ironic as we are critics ourselves in some way, shape, or form. But that was the question I, I asked uh, our Patreon uh, patrons. rather. Who are you more likely to listen to when a new game is referred to you? A critic slash podcast host slash reviewer or friends? And of the 13 people that voted, seven said a critic slash podcast host slash reviewer, and six people said friends, which is really interesting. And there are actually some, wow. there are some really funny comments on this, too. Jason said, reason why I say friends is because they know what I like, which is exactly why I say the same thing, Jason, yeah. actually. Uh, the Rev said, my friends play bullshit. I need the discerning <laughs> tastes of the pros to guide me. <laughs> which makes me feel honored, in a way. <laughs> I feel us. both those comments. Yeah. I feel them. Yeah, I do. Corn Space said, speaking for myself, not really having friends doesn't help, but I'd say friends, since similar tastes could be there. Which Corn Space? How, how dare you? We're your friends. We're your friends. And your pros. Yeah. We're both. We're and friends. Morgan is your con. You can be a friend and a pro. Oh. Ex-con. That's not the kind of con I was going for. I was going for pros and cons. That's, that joke literally slipped over all of your heads. E. I actually should have said fish is a con because of all those things he did to those pigeons. But pigeons don't have rights. So What is this? It's always sunny? Jesus. And then <laughs> Curse of Lie said, I said friends so that I could pre pretend to have them. Again. Hmm. We are your friends. Stop this. Stop this belittling yourselves. We are your friends. But yeah, that was the only Patreon poll I did this week. Also, I wanted to update the word of the month from last month. Nobody got it correct. This was wow. the first month that we've done it that nobody got it. I thought this wow. one was very obvious. I did too. The word was rarefied. You know, oddly enough, I've heard like four people say that this month besides you. And no one said that in the last eight years. I know. That's what I was like, let me pick a word that's just going to fucking be glaringly obvious. But yeah. And then it just maybe. all of a sudden comes up again. Yeah. I don't know. So mm. I haven't really thought of a word for this month. So I think we're going to skip this month and we'll bring it back next month. So I totally, I'm going to be honest with you. I completely forgot about it <laughs> till just now. But um, no, we'll bring it back for the month of December. Uh, I think it's a good good time to take a month off of it as we're focusing on other things i mean it's like a five minute segment but focus on other things we're starting the new um the new tier on the patreon which will be going up at this um hopefully this uh this coming monday it will be going up and then everything else will be proceeding along accordingly so by the time you hear this you can go to patreon.com spend that money to help us out <laughs> Help us out. I might be the AAA elitist asshole, but in podcasts, help the little guy. Help us get that funding. Disregard everything I've said about video games when it comes to supporting us, please. 
Patreon. That sounds like stuff. shilling. I don't like this. Yeah, that's exactly what oh, it okay. is. <laughs> you're showing okay. um but no like it, it's we have an amazing community of people that become patrons where they um because this might be a show that i meet new people with and uh they're friends they're close friends it's a, it's a powerful community it's awesome and uh it's been really life-changing for us and and i'm speechless oftentimes at how cool it is so um that's gonna wrap up the show maybe me and shake and talk about fire emblem spoilers after the podcast privately um yeah because he gave me the thumbs up he got to the twist um and that's it you probably won't hear us talk about fire album again until later um so yeah thank you for checking out the show especially if this is your first time it means a lot to us i want to thank shay for being here from japan fish for being here from texas the filipino johnny depp now officially that on instagram hopefully fish did you get the handle changed got the handle changed so (gasps) nobody can grab it we we pulled it around. Let me see. Filipino Johnny Devi. Yes. Oh, you spelled it wrong. Oh, no. Lies. <laughs> I spelled it right. It looks okay. looks good. I'm it happy. looks good. Uh, right. Josh from Mi- Michigan swirling his alcoholic beverage. We got Tony from Texas. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> the... Tony. Hey, where's my hoagie? I've been waiting this whole time. You are fascinated with that hoagie. Just can't get the hoagie out of your brain. Well, with a, I'm fucking hungry. Um, that's gonna do it for the show. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week for an all new chomp. <laughs> Need a hoagie now.